Another beautiful night. Finally, finally, so, finally. We're wearing our t-shirts. This is nice. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, I love it. And welcome back, everyone. It is episode number 32 of Thirst and Goal. I'm here, Franny. Ben is sitting right across the table from me. And Sonia is inside the house taking care of her little doggy because there's been fireworks going off and he's been a little anxious and he's a little nervous and he's jumping on all of us and on the <laughs> yeah, table exactly. just like last week. And uh, so she's inside taking care of him, but she'll be out for a few of the segments that we have. Yes, much like a special guest star, we'll be bringing yeah. we'll be bringing Sonya in as uh, it's like <laughs> for it's like certain segments. Whose line is it anyway? Yes, exactly. And then they bring out that one special guest. So Sonya will be that one special guest. It'll be an improvisational evening. Yeah. <laughs> um, Franny, how was your week this week? You know what, Ben? It was a long week. I think I mentioned it when I came in through you the door. Did, I'm like, dude, did. it feels like it's been two weeks since yeah. I've seen you. It seems like it's been a very long week, and I know you also had a very long yes, week. Yes, yes. Very long, trying week. Yeah. Uh, but we're here. We are ready. Um, we have beautiful weather here in Southern California tonight. A little bit of a fire going for no good reason, since it's probably 80 degrees out good here. Ambiance. It's ambiance uh, is little, nice. little ambiance. A little bit of a smoke coming. I don't know what you put in the fire bed, yeah, but just, it uh, smells a little toxic. Thirst, I don't know. It's a thirsting goal fire log. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> it burns slowly and smoky. Uh, Franny, what are you drinking over there? Uh, you know what, Ben? I'm drinking my usual. It's the Jack and Coke. Uh, you know, I just need as much caffeine as I can possibly get. I'm a little tired tonight. I'm running on fumes at the moment. Uh, so hopefully this will keep me awake. What about you, Ben? I am dinking or drinking a little uh, <laughs> new. Like I have a new summer gin this week. I have a little Tangeray Rangpur. This is a uh, summer gin that has really high ratings uh, across the board. I know it's a a more you know sort of standard brand of gin. It's not a discreet brand, uh, but it's made with Rangpur limes, uh, and it's a beautiful. Beautiful tasting gin. I mean, it has um, the lime really comes through. Uh, the uh, the folks over at NFL Scotland podcast recommended a Harris gin uh, from a distillery in Scotland. I was not able to I look for it, and I was not able to find it. The good folks at Harris let me know that it is not available in the U.S., so we'll be working on figuring out a way to get it over here. <laughs> uh, so funny. What are we going to talk about tonight? Tonight, Ben, as usual, on the big board. Big board. <laughs> We're going to make a shout out to our new listeners. Of course, we have NFL news. Uh, we have our signature shot of the week. We have another segment, Ben, of Would You Rather. I loved that <laughs> segment last week. Uh, we'll do that once again. Uh, we have our tag team news, our thirst and goal news. We have our brown taste, something that we didn't do last week. <laughs> we, 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 we actually <laughs> forgot about it last yeah, week. <laughs> we, we were so busy doing our scotch taste test that we forgot to taste the brown of the week, which was another bourbon. It's the Old Granddad 114. Uh, we have our home brew update. Last week it was a little flat. Hopefully the last seven days we got a little bit of carbonation. We'll see what happens. If not, we'll have to salvage it somehow yes. because it's been a long time since it was May. It was May yeah, when yeah. we started brewing yeah. it. So, man, we're going to drink this damn beer. Yeah, we are. We are. Fingers crossed. Somehow. Fingers crossed. <laughs> And then we have our beer taste. We have our signature beer, two signature beers uh, of the week. Uh, one of our guests on the show, I think it was episode five, we actually had Lauren yes. on the show. 
Uh, so she was nice enough and kind enough to bring us a couple of beers from NorCal from a small brewery up there. We have our shout outs to our fellow podcasters. Uh, we have our top five. This week, it's our top five tight ends. We had our wide receivers. We had our top five QBs, top five running backs. So these are not necessarily the top five all time, but top five fun to watch for us. Uh, we have our TV update. I, have, I haven't watched anything this week, Ben. Uh, I'm sure you and Sonia probably have. <laughs> yes, since it's we have. On the yes. board. Yes, we have. <laughs> we have a quiz that I've done. Sonia has also done one. So we'll, we'll flip a coin and see you know, who will do the quiz this week. Uh, we have Ben's betting corner making a return for the third week in a <laughs> yeah, row. This is a short one. Ben, the, Very the season, short. The season Very is short. right around the corner. It is. It, it is, is. Right around the corner. And then we have some housekeeping at the end. Absolutely. So what's first up on the big board, Franny? Our new listeners, Ben, and we've had quite a few. Yes, I thank you all so much. Thank you to our loyal listeners who have been with us for some time, and thank you also to our new listeners. So we'll probably be truncating this uh, this segment down a little bit uh, for good reason. Uh, we simply have too many listeners uh, to name all of the locations, so I'll just give a quick sampling of some of the new listeners from this week. Uh, we have a new listener from San Francisco, California, from Oak Lawn, Illinois, Odenton, Maryland, another listener from Eugene, Oregon, new listener from Bel Air, Maryland, new listener from Mamarek, New York, new listener from San Marcos, Texas, uh, listener from Alexandria, Virginia, Bala, Pennsylvania, Yukaipa, California, up in NorCal. Thank you so, so much. Uh, new listener from Akron, New York, new listener from Missagua, Ontario, another new listener from Detroit, Michigan. Thank you so much. And we'll give a quick shout out to some of our international listeners this week. We have some new international listeners. We are really, really delighted uh, that we are spreading our wings across the globe. Uh, we have a new listener from Chile. We have a new listener from, first listener, I believe, from Myanmar. Even formerly. from Chile. I think that was our first one from yeah, Chile. Yeah, from also. Chile. But Myanmar, wow. Jesus. Yeah, formerly known as Burma. We have a listener from Myanmar. Uh, a listener from Algeria. Wow. Uh, Belgium. Bermuda. China. Sweden. Italy. France. Spain. Denmark. Uh, we also have another listener from Romania. A uh, listener from Germany, Switzerland, and Brazil. Pretty uh, interesting. Yes, yes, That's yes. That's pretty awesome. Uh, so thank you all so much. This is a really, really good problem to have. We simply can't list all of the listeners uh, from all of the locations each week because we are growing so quickly. We really, really thank you from the bottom of our hearts yes. uh, for supporting the podcast. Thank you so very much. And uh, we had that listener from Belgium. And I'll get a beer from Belgium next week because there are so many yeah, do beers. They, do they make beer in Belgium? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They have a, their own aisle yeah, at yeah, Total yeah. Wide. I mean, there's so many beers to choose it's from. It's amazing well, because it's a pretty, I mean, it's, it's a small, population, I think, I pretty small country. 11 million people yeah. in that country, and and um, and it's it's not very big compared to you know even a, a state in the in the U.S. I mean, it's probably comparable to, I don't know, uh, I'd say Pennsylvania, maybe. Maybe even smaller than Pennsylvania. Yeah, probably give or take Pennsylvania. Yeah, somewhere around there. But it's a small, it's a small country. But they have so many beers to yes, choose from. Absolutely, I should get one for next week so we can do uh, that as our signature beer of the week. 
And maybe we can do a beer taste one of these weeks. Oh, yeah. We could do it from Belgium. Yeah, we could do we a could Belgian do like 30, beer taste. 30 beers yeah, from Belgium. For sure. You know you actually are good at making beer when there's a whole beer you know beer lines yeah. that begin with the term Belgian, yeah. even if it's not <laughs> actually made in Belgium. Uh, so thank you all so much. Uh, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our NFL news. Yes, can you believe it? I mean, I think I said this last week. We are uh, you know, getting to the tail end of June, and there are still many, many interesting topics to talk about. I actually was discussing this with uh, you know, someone on another, you know, someone who hosts another football podcast, and I'm actually having a little bit more fun now. I feel like finding interesting stories to talk about rather than just sort of rattling off the 16 games. And, and you do such an excellent job, Ben. Well, I, mean, I wouldn't go wrong. that far. You I come go that you, far. No, but you come up with an an agenda. I don't come up with this, guys. This is all Ben. The Steelers fan. He's the one <laughs> who comes up with all of this news. If it was up to me, we'd be this podcast would last like five minutes. But thank you, Ben. You come up with all this excellent news to talk about. Well, thank you so much. And so apologies for the, <laughs> for having the podcast last two hours long. I mean, it's great to have it for uh, two hours, but I mean, you find so much to talk about. So first up, we have a little bit of encouragement coming from Brett Favre towards Aaron Rodgers. I thought this was an interesting story after the uh, ridiculous tweet uh, from, or the the tweet from Brett Favre. His account was hacked. Oh, really? uh, he essentially announced that he was coming back to play, and in true social media fashion, it completely blew up. Uh, you know, right after the tweet came out, essentially he said he was returning to come, you know, preparing to come back for the 2020 season. Uh, he quickly shut that down. That his account was hacked, uh, or either that, or it was a you know it was a fake tweet. But uh, it, it actually it was it was interesting to me that it, people took it seriously. Like uh, obviously Brett Favre how, how cannot come I mean, back and play. Brett Favre is forty four, maybe forty five, somewhere at least. on there. Yeah, at he's, least he's he's busy doing Wrangler commercials. Yeah, yeah, and he's you know he's growing his beard. He's playing yeah. in golf tournaments. Yeah, you know he's the the John Daly of uh, retired <laughs> NFL players. Yeah, so we had a little bit of news coming out uh, from Brett Favre. Uh, so amid all of the talk about how much freedom Aaron Rodgers will have to call audibles with new head coach Matt LaFleur and all the drama surrounding the team this off offseason, uh, Green Bay Packers legend Brett Favre decided to weigh in this weekend, according to Josh Alpert of ProFootballTalk.com. As might be expected from another free-wheeling quarterback, Brett Favre clearly sides with Rodgers in this dispute. Uh, Aaron, well, Brett Favre said... Aaron will be fine. I think that the thing is he needs to remain the same. I don't think anyone has to give him advice. You know, he'll handle it well. The question is, how will they handle it with him? And obviously that's very important. I mean, there's more to the team than Aaron, but we all have to admit that when he's playing and playing well, which generally when he's playing well, you don't want to change what's working. There's other factors that you have to work on. So I think you let him play his game and not disturb that very much. And it's going to be interesting to see if that happens. Uh, So it appears that uh, there has been a little bit of, you know, whether it's true or not, there's been a little bit of a dispute uh, between uh, early on between Aaron Rodgers and new head coach Matt LaFleur regarding how much freedom Favre will have to call, call audibles Not far, this co- or, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. This co- upcoming season. Although Favre is coming back, apparently. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I would, hey, I would take him as a backup on the Steelers any day. Uh, but I guess, uh, you know, moving into, you know, some late part of last season, uh, you know, he was calling audibles on more than half of the plays, and Matt LaFleur would like to put together a more – 
structured offense that includes uh, more play action, which is not something that Aaron is a huge fan of, turning his back to the defense. He doesn't like turning his back to the defense. He wants to be looking downfield the entire play. Uh, But there has been a little bit of a dispute might be too strong of a word, but a little bit of a disagreement about uh, how much of the play calling will come from the head coach and the offensive coordinator and how much of the play calling will be done on the field from Aaron Rodgers. What say you, Franny? Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers does an excellent job of just improvising. I mean, he's 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 an excellent quarterback. I mean, you know that. I have I have, uh, I have that uh, Aaron Rodgers love. He's if you have listened to the podcast, <laughs> you know that Aaron Rodgers can do no wrong. No, Vince Lombardi uh, could come back from the dead, and and, and essentially, Franny would say, "Let Aaron Rodgers yeah, he, call he the needs, plays." He needs to remain the same. He needs to be the same improvisational quarterback that he has been because he doesn't have the talent around him like some of these other teams I mean Breeze has better receivers I was gonna say Brady has better receivers maybe not but (laughs) but he he better scheme better scheme better scheme he's he's had better coaches just a better all-around team as far as defense offensive line uh better running game uh you know Aaron Rodgers doesn't have any of this Uh, and and they've been successful without any of that uh have they yeah I mean that's the question. I mean the the, the reality is. I mean he's saying he, he's he it says not more. To, he's he's the whole team. I mean Aaron Rodgers is the entire team. Well, I mean they've had some. I mean they haven't had great teams. I mean, but on some of those teams with Lacey uh, and some yeah, of the receivers Eddie, Eddie that they had, was eh, he was okay. I mean it was good. He was okay, but I mean at some point I think you have to evaluate the level of success that you've achieved. Uh, and compare that to the level of hype that surrounds uh, one of your players. And Aaron Rodgers obviously is widely considered to be uh, one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the league. But if you look at uh, the years that he's been there, they've been to essentially one Super Bowl, won that Super Bowl, uh, but they haven't had much success outside of that. So if you were the best quarterback, and even even Peyton, Manning, best. even Peyton Manning has a pretty bad team. Yeah. Well, got to even, some Super Bowls. I mean, yeah, he only won the one. Yeah. But he either got to two or three Super Bowls and then he well, was two. Able- with with the Colts he got to two. And uh with, with with the Broncos he was in the one, but he wasn't playing at Peyton Manning levels at that point. I mean, it was just a, an amazing defense That's that they had. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, actually no, he he they went uh, they played against uh Seattle at one time too. So I mean, he made it to that Super Bowl too, but uh, Seattle was just a juggernaut at that point. So, I mean, that that was a pretty boring game to watch. Well, yeah, I mean, when Peyton Manning, you know, <laughs> shoves the ball out of the back of the end zone yeah. on the first <laughs> drive of the game, it's probably a good... That kind of set them up for failure uh, just a little bit. Uh, I mean, I just, I know that this comes as, uh, Franny won't like this, but I, I just feel like they haven't had as much success as they probably should have. Uh, and... Maybe it's not have maybe it doesn't have anything to do with Aaron Rodgers. I, I just think it's it's the entire team. changing I'm, something seems to be in order. But it, it, it's it's changing the the defense and 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 just the the, the skill players that they have on that team. Who's their running back right now? Couldn't even tell you. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't even tell you. Exactly. I mean, I know they actually uh, they actually had a decent running game last year. Uh, I should know. I do not know. Yeah, I mean, I they had Montgomery. Know. They had Montgomery, who's who went from receiver to running back because they really didn't have a running back. They had Starks. Yeah, and they cost uh, them a, a game. Yeah, out of then, the University of Buffalo yes, band. University yes, of one Buffalo. of your favorite players yeah, yeah, of yeah. all time. Well, you know, <laughs> Buffalo, we don't have that many players come out, and when we do come out, we're pretty good. Yeah, but I mean, he he hasn't had that much. The team around him has never been that great. He's been pretty much 
50 to 60 or 70 percent of the team or, or of, of their success. I mean, it's been all on his back. So that's the reason he does improvise is so they could be successful. Uh, it's almost like Russell Wilson in Seattle. I mean, you know, obviously that one year when they won the Super Bowl, they had a strong defense. Uh, but obviously he's never had a great running game himself. His offensive line has never been that great either. But with Aaron Rodgers, I think he does what he does on the field. He, he just does what he needs to do, really. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's hard to play um, at that kind of level where you're, where you're, your sort of backs up against the wall where you have to do improvisation, 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 improvisation. There you go. <laughs> Every single game uh, to win the game. I mean, I just, that's got to be hard for a team to play week in and week out under that level of anxiety. Uh, I think we talked about it. Was it last week or the week before where he's basically drawing up plays in the huddle? Yeah, on the ground. You know, yeah, like literally. But I think he likes that. See, that's the thing. I mean, if he, it, yeah, but he can he do can it. Enjoy that. Yeah, but he can do it. There's not too many quarterbacks that can do that, but he can. Uh, he can. Uh, but you compare that to the finely oiled machine that is the New England Patriots. Yeah, that's and, a whole different and story. The timing routes and knowing exactly where players are going to be. Uh, they seem to have a little bit more success running those kind. of of plays and that kind of a scheme that Aaron Rodgers is sort of, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to hope for the best here. I'm going to guess at what the defense is going to do. Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see. I, I just, I feel like they might need to change something. So Rodgers should probably I'd be say 50, 50 open to it. 50 coach, 50 Aaron Rodgers, 50, 50, 50% of the plays being called by the quarterback. Okay. <laughs> He's that good. He's that good. All right. Yes, there is a lot of Aaron Rodgers love on the other side of the table here. He's he's good. He's very good. And he did beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl in 2010, Uh uh, I believe it was. So uh, I have a little bit of hatred in my soul (laughs) for that. Uh, So I won't lie about that. That's why, huh, Ben? All right. Next up we have... Odell Beckham Jr. just cannot keep his mouth shut. Uh, Cleveland Browns wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. has gone silent on social media in order to gear up his training regimen for the 2019 season, but still could not resist taking a final jab at the New York Giants, which should warm Franny's heart. Uh, according to oh, they're so bad, I don't even think. <laughs> <laughs> but this is going to be fun. Uh, according to Jacob Davey of Complex, in a wide-ranging interview while in London to help kick off tryouts for the new NFL Academy, Beckham was asked if he thought the off-season trade from the Giants to the Browns would help him reach his full potential as a player. His response is telling and typical OBJ. Uh, so OBJ said, I can't wait to get going. I just felt with the Giants I was stuck at a place that wasn't working for me anymore. Uh, I felt like I wasn't going to be able to reach my full potential there. Mentally, I don't know what that means. Mentally, physically, spiritually, the Giants (laughs) didn't give him what he needed spiritually. Uh, Everything I felt capable of doing, I just couldn't see it happening there. So I was allowing me to be in an environment where, so this trade allows me to be in an environment where I can be myself and give it a different approach. I feel like my football will benefit. I'm just excited about being able to play football again and not have to deal with all the other stuff and the politics that came along with my previous role. Apparently, OBJ, OBJ thinks other stuff and politics only exists in New York. Uh I, I I just don't think it's it's particularly mature to take jabs at your former team. I mean, especially a team with you know 
we have a segment on this coming up a little bit later, so I won't, be, you know, I won't hash that out now. Uh, you know, why can't he just move on? I mean, the Giants yeah. were not giving him what he needed. He was so spiritually. quiet. He was so quiet on social media. Just keep your for mouth shut and just focus on football for once. No boat trips in Miami or wherever off the coast of Atlanta over there. I mean, Atlanta, Atlantic. In Florida. Over there, yeah. So Yeah, they treated just, him so bad that he, he yeah. decided to take a boat trip right before, before a playoff, the playoff game. game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, Maybe it was you that wasn't giving yourself the spiritual ex- groundedness that you needed. I... I, I, I I mean, it's so weird. I mean, he's coming up on the beginning of the season, and he can't just move on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And he was the focal point of that offense, right? Now, there's a tight end he's going to have to compete with for mm-hmm. touches. There's mm-hmm. There are running backs that can catch the ball. They have... I mean, Kareem Hunt's going to be coming back. Yeah, Kareem Hunt's going to be coming you know? back. Uh, Duke Johnson's going to be catching the ball. Uh, Landry... Or not, is it not Landry Jones? <laughs> Jarvis Landry is going to be taking... Uh, Catches away from him, and Joku is going to be taking catches yeah. away from him. He is they have a not pretty stacked get... team. Jesus, are you are you scared? I mean, I am you're naming all I these players. And I'm just thinking, man, these te- these guys are in your division. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. am. I mean, I'm, I'm not scared because of, I mean Baker Mayfield uh, and Beckham are not mature enough. I don't think to yeah, that's true. Get that's that true. team to they the next level. Both might be grabbing their nuts on the sideline. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the reality is. Beckham, I don't want to. I don't want to give the guy short shrift. He's one of the best receivers is, in the yeah. league. He's got good hands for sure. Uh, but to think that he's going to be the focal point of this offense the way he was in New York, yeah, it, it's simply not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure what he expects uh, Kitchens and the remaining coaching staff to give him uh, physically, spiritually, and mentally that is going to you know essentially put him in a position to be more successful. I mean, he was, what, the last three years ranked one or two for fantasy receivers, yeah. and, and that's not going to happen next year. Yeah, no. Uh, well, maybe. Yeah, you never know. Actually, I don't know. I just they think there's too much competition for, for touches. I mean, if they want to win, if they want to beat the Steelers, if they want to beat the Ravens, if they want to move on to the playoffs, they're going to have to have other players on that team involved mm-hmm. uh, to get deep uh, into the season and potentially deep into the playoffs. Uh, so, what you have anything else to to add about? No, oh, I mean B J. No, no, no. I mean you, you. you uh, I, I think you got it all. You covered it all, Ben. Right there. I mean, in, in New York, it was basically it was, it was OBJ and Sterling Shepard, and this year it was Saquon. But yeah, there there was the ball couldn't go to too many other receivers. It was just those three guys, basically. Even Saquon. I mean, he didn't like really catch the ball out of the backfield that often. Yeah, it's. Uh I just wish they could just sort of stop arguing with Colin Cowherd. He's beneath you. Stop talking to the media about how terrible the Giants treated you by giving you yeah. uh, a contract that at the time you made you the highest paid receiver in the quiet, league. Just like Roethlisberger should also stay quiet. Yes, I agree. I agree. <laughs> but you notice he didn't he he didn't lump financially in there with mentally, physically, and spiritually. <laughs> financially, he left out of that. He left no, that out of there. He's fine because they made him the highest paid receiver in the league, and they're already at talking about renegotiating his contract. Wow. Uh, So next up in NFL news, Uh, this story just won't go away. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Uh, So Tyreek Hill met with NFL investigators and league officials uh, apparently for eight hours uh, this week. Uh, Hill met with Lisa Friel, the NFL senior VP of special counsel for investigations and other league officials and was represented by his personal lawyer. I'm not sure if there's another 
kind of, I guess the union <laughs> could have represented him during the meeting, uh, and an NFL PA lawyer. Uh, sources told Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. So apparently this was Hill's first interview with the league this offseason, uh, and there was no timetable uh, for a ruling on Hill's case, although the scuttlebutt, the scuttlebutt uh, is... The word. It's got to be used at least once every podcast. Yeah, and I... <laughs> What's I think it's pretty hard. The scuttlebutt is essentially that they want to get this this wrapped up before the preseason games kick off, mm-hmm. uh, and the the rumors are that the, the league is essentially going to make him an offer of somewhere around eight games. Uh, but if he is willing to waive his appeal rights, they will uh, settle on something around six games uh, to avoid a long, drawn out battle that will obviously. Uh, keep the cowherds and the Skip Baylesses, <laughs> you know, busy on the chatter machines uh, for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks while the appeal run its runs its course. Uh, but I've I've, I've kind of had a little bit of a change of heart on this one uh, since uh, since my opinion on a few previous podcasts. But but what do you think? Well, the, we talked about it last week a little bit. I mean, we all we agreed did. that maybe a one game suspension would be. Just about uh, fair, I, I guess. I mean, I, and I think the only, the only reason you know the NFL would do that is to make it seem like you know they have some control over the situation. But I, I don't. I, if it was up to me, I would let him start the season and play the entire season because there's not enough coming out of the case that would uh, that would justify him missing any more than that. Yeah, I mean, and I think I've been a little bit hard on on Tyreek Hill simply because of the you know the audio tape and and. Uh, his guilty plea back uh, when he was booted out of college, and you know the reality is he doesn't have. There isn't. I mean, there I just isn't there's enough evidence. There's not enough evidence really out there. There isn't, and, and to and, suspend him really. I, I yeah, I mean, he admitted essentially to spanking uh, his child, but does that get you a six-game suspension? So if the league gives him a six-game suspension in lieu of uh, a longer suspension, uh, I'm sort of coming around. To the point of view that he probably shouldn't be suspended for more than a couple games, although we would like to see his behavior change. Uh, But if you look at the the evidence in the case, it's all circumstantial. Not that all evidence isn't circumstantial evidence. Well, you know more about this than I do, Ben. Well, I heard a podcast, you know, people are always talking about it. You know, it's all the evidence is circumstantial. Well, all the evidence in almost every case, criminal, civil, or, or a case like this, it's all circumstantial. Unless you have a videotape of someone actually killing someone. Right up your alley. <clears throat> I mean, it, of course it's circumstantial. Even if you have blood evidence that you were at the scene of a crime, unless there's an actual videotape of you committing the crime, even the blood being in the location yeah. is circumstantial evidence. Direct evidence is almost I mean, the impossible only, The only find. video evidence we have is the video where his, uh, was it his wife or his girlfriend yeah. was passed out on the couch and the kid was walking around, you know, willy-nilly around the house all by himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him or herself. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's a him or her. Um, but that's, that's the only evidence we have. And, and Tyree kill wasn't really involved with that. He actually called nine one one, uh, you know, to, to get the police over there and see what the hell was going on. Yeah. And, and I know a lot of, you know, folks out there want some kind of punishment for what's happening, you know, for the fact that the kid is, the kid was hurt. The kid's no longer in the home. Uh, but do you target that wrath? At Tyree Kill without yeah. enough information. I mean, he should evidence. have enough money to hire a nanny to take mm. care of his kid. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Uh, maybe the nanny did it. I, well, you, I, know. you could blame her next. In the library. <laughs> with a candlestick. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, so it looks like it's probably going to come 
sometime before. Uh, there we go. There's a little Jack and Coke. Uh, sometime before the season uh, opens. Uh, so m- at least for us, mercifully. Me and Ben the, think there the should tirade. be no suspension. No suspension. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, based on the evidence out there, we as much from, as I don't, appreciate, we went from we went from like kicking him out to six weeks <laughs> to one week, <laughs> to one and week. now it's you know what? There's no evidence. Uh, let the guy play. I mean, there's evidence that something took place, but without, um, I wouldn't even say there's sufficient circumstantial evidence uh, to suspend him. Yeah, Kareem uh, Hunt was a whole different story. There was video evidence. Yeah, I mean Kareem Hunt. There was video evidence. He couldn't get. A, he couldn't just go down the hallway. He had to come <laughs> running back down the hallway. Uh, yeah. Ray Rice. Do like you a, know, you a, have a street elevator. fighter kick. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah or no, fo- a punch or throw a punch. I don't know. What the, yes. I, I can't remember what it was, but that's yeah. direct evidence. Yeah, th- yeah. the video is yes. direct evidence that Ray Rice punched a woman in an elevator. Yes, uh, and Ray Rice. Too. Yes, and Ray Rice is, as well. So I mean, it's in in uh, Joe Mixon. There was direct oh, evidence. Oh man. Of, of what that was did. probably the worst. That was the worst. That was Jeez. the worst uh, video. Yeah. Um, you know, I, the reality is, uh, this is going to be my saying of the night. The reality is, uh, every night. You know, that and scuttlebutt. Uh, just like in your job, uh, where you go every day, not everyone at your job acts exactly the way that you would like them to. Uh, NFL players are not all going to act the way that we would like them mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Um, but without more evidence, I, I can't believe I'm I- saying this. But I think he should just open the season and play out the season. Yeah. And I think the Chiefs have handled it uh, really, really well um, in terms of keeping their mouth shut, essentially, and just letting this whole thing play out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Franny. Next up, we have Eli Manning. One of my favorite players. I, I just, uh, this Not isn't really, really um, I don't have a lot of information other than that. I feel as if, and please tell me if I'm wrong, that Eli Manning has been unfairly maligned uh, the last couple seasons. I feel like his numbers are not terrible. Um, but they're not that great either. They're not that great. Uh, but I, here's a little bit of information. Mm-hmm. Chris Sims, who uh, played in the league for a minute, <laughs> but is widely respected around uh, analyst circles, ranked Eli Manning, 34th of all NFL quarterbacks. Of all time? Going into the 2020 or 2019 season. 34th. Out of 32? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. That's that, that's that's going a little overboard. And when I saw that, I thought, is this for real? I mean, really? I would say maybe 29th. <laughs> yeah, but has he been that bad? I mean, his numbers, if you look at the leaderboard for yards, touchdowns, Win percentage, he's up there. Is he really? Ahead. Yeah, he's win, up win there percentage. Ahead of a lot. I mean, the Giants have been pretty terrible. Uh, they have, but but there were a lot of well, years I mean, wh- where they. You when know, was the last time they made the Super Bowl? I mean, not Super Bowl, but the playoffs. When was the last uh, time they made the playoffs? Three, it was, four years ago, maybe. It's it's been quite a few years since they've made the playoffs, and part of that has to do with his play on the field. That is true. I mean, it's true. I, I just feel as if a two, you know the the gentleman beat the New England Patriots twice. His numbers yeah, are yeah. not. Terrible. I but mean, they also at, had amazing defenses at the time, and and he had a very lucky catch from you know he did. But Tyreke, let me but, let me give you some names of quarterbacks that Chris Sims and Chris Sims is pretty. I mean, his play was not <laughs> particularly good, especially when he was with Tampa. Uh, but let me give you some names of quarterbacks that are ahead of Eli Manning, according to and Chris Sims. Let me judge these quarterbacks: Ryan Tannehill, Josh Rosen, 
Hey, but you love Josh Rosen. I love Josh, but he hasn't played. You don't love a, him, but he only played a season. You think he's better than than I think he is. I think but Josh would you Rosen rather is- start him a game one, or would you rather start Eli Manning for the first game of the season? Actually, I would probably start Josh Rosen. All right, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Jacoby Brissett. No, no, not at all. Lamar Jackson. Oh, Lamar Jackson, yes, definitely. Marcus Mariota. Yes, Case, when he's healthy. Case Keenum. Oh, yes. Case Keenum, really? I, well, I I voiced my opinion on Case Keenum last week. Uh, uh, you know, okay. I I think he's a he's a he's a decent. Court. I mean, if 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 Eli's thirty fourth, I would say Case Keenum is at least twenty fifth. Oh, uh, yes, Case Keenum at twenty eight. Uh, Joe Flacco. They're almost the same quarterback. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Sam Darnold. Uh, you know, I haven't really watched Sam Darnold play that much. Nick Foles. Oh man, Nick Foles is the best quarterback ever. <laughs> best quarterback <laughs> ever. Uh, Coming from an Eagles fan, yes. Mitch Trubisky. Uh, he has Mitch Trubisky at twenty, and Eli Manning at thirty-four. I mean, is that supposed to be taken seriously? If if you're put in the right type of offense, then I could see Mitch Trubisky being a more successful quarterback than Eli Manning, and 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 that's exactly what the what the Bears did with him last year. Uh, yeah, but he's more of a game manager. Uh, but that's what exactly, exactly, and, and they allowed him to manage it, and he he did a good job with that. But Eli Manning, I mean, yes, you know, Tyree had that amazing catch, but oh, Tyree, I said yeah, Tyreek. Uh, but Eli Manning put, you know, he made some plays in both of those Super Bowls and in the post. But that in was, the postseason that was getting, a long time ago. It was, though, yeah. it was. But to, but to, the, the 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 Eli, I mean, they, he is he is treated so poorly. Yeah, I think uh, it also has to do with the New York media as well. I mean, uh, you know, they're, they're one of the worst markets out there. I mean, New York and Boston are are, are pretty terrible, uh, even even if they have a, a you know a decent quarterback. Okay, I mean, I I, just, uh, I mean, wh- I can't believe I'm where saying. Would you, I just where feel- would you place Eli Manning? Where would you place him from one through thirty four? I mean, there's thirty two teams, but thirty out, out of where would you put him on your uh, uh, hierarchy of quarterbacks? I'd probably put him at about twenty eight. Yeah, see, uh, I mean, I wouldn't, but, but I wouldn't put removed. I wouldn't put backup quarterbacks ahead of Eli Manning. I wouldn't put. Yeah, well, I definitely would not put. Uh, but if if you put Case Keenum in a game, I wouldn't put Case Keenum ahead of Eli Manning. And, and, and he had one good season. He he played okay with the Texans too. I wouldn't put Jacoby Brissett. No, that's him. one that, that I don't agree with that at all. I wouldn't put Marcus Mariota ahead of my dog. Oh, uh, and give my dog a helmet oh, and, on, and a, and a football. On. Tennessee hasn't been. He that plays bad, three no. games a year. <laughs> <laughs> and during those three games, he has he looks completely lost out no, he, there. He, he does. I, I thought I thought Marcus Mariota would have a better career than he's had so far in the league. I mean, Jameis Winston, come! I mean, you got to no, no, be no, kidding James, me. Yeah, no, no, no. You got to be kidding me. With Jameis that. Winston is a good backup, but he I wouldn't put him to start a, a ahead of Eli Manning for sure. No, I wouldn't do that. All right. So at least we're we're in agreement yeah. on that. Uh, yeah. So that I, mean, I just I, I guess uh, you know maybe it's because I'm from New York. I'm not exactly sure. Um, but I. But you were never a Giants fan. I was never a Giants fan. More uh, Buffalo. I mean, I, I I thought it was. I mean, it was a big deal when they won the Super Bowl, whenever that was back in the uh, you know the early '80s, like it was '83, '84, uh, when they won the Super Bowl. But I, I just feel like Eli Manning is getting. A, he's getting. He's he's become a punching bag, and I don't think it's fair. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of worse players out there getting paid. A t- you know who the highest paid wide receiver is in a league next year? In terms of the contract they're earning next season, mm. which receiver is making the most money in the NFL? 
It's not OBJ. It's not. Um, and it's not DeAndre Hopkins. Not it's even not. close, probably. Who is it? Sammy Watkins. Of the, of the Kansas City Chiefs is the highest paid receiver next year. Wow, he has a good agent. Yeah, he does. And he was perennially, you know, underachieving at Buffalo, and and he's done. He did. He had a decent. I mean, he year. was he was good with Buffalo for a minute there, but he went downhill real fast. But any anyone that had this guy on your fantasy team at any point in yeah, time, yeah, well, uh, except for that like one or two years. Yeah, but span. I mean, so let's 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 just can we just ease up on? Uh, yeah, but Eli Manning Eli is, a little bit. He's he's. he's He's older now. It's time for him to move on. Maybe this might be his last season uh, in the NFL. I, I mean, New York fans have to appreciate what he's done for the team with uh, two Super Bowls. Yeah. Two miraculous wins, really. I Over mean, the it, best it, team in the last 20 yeah, years. And they were not favored in either one of those games. No. Not even no. close. And they beat the Patriots, I think, in uh, whatever it was, in the, but it was, it was, the I last mean, game of the year uh, to get into the playoffs. Yeah. Those They'll always have that 18-1, and one, you know, and that's because of Eli Manning. And, and that's something. I mean, yeah. Aaron Rodgers just has the one. So far. <laughs> so far. All right. Fair enough. All right. Next up, we got uh, NFL ticket sales leaders last year. Uh-huh. Uh, attendance leaders, both uh, at home and on the road. I just thought this was really, I mean, I know stadiums vary in size, obviously. Uh, but they do combine the draw that you have at home as well as the, the ticket sales you uh, that are attributed to you on the road. Who do you think led the NFL in 2018 attendance. The quiz comes early tonight. In their own stadium or just like At home fan? and on the road. Uh, you, I would say Kansas City. I thought it would be they'd be up there too. You know, they, they have a very passionate group of fans. They, they fill do. up that stadium, whether they're a good or bad team. And that's an old fucking stadium too. It's not like it's a brand yeah, it new yeah, shiny stadium. That is an old stadium out there. Uh, I would say Kansas City. Nope. Uh, okay, next team. <laughs> um, well, Dallas Cowboys led the league. Okay, that's not shocking. Seven hundred and thirty-two thousand. I mean, their stadium. Their stadium fits like three million people. Uh, it's like three million people, and it's like fifty miles outside of Dallas. Yeah, no, but okay, that's not. That's, I, I guess that's not too shocking. Who do you think was uh, number two? These are all shocking. That's Pittsburgh. Why I, Pittsburgh. Not even, I mean, not I mean, even in the, I, I, I'm, I'm in the just, universe. I'm just thinking of fans out here in L.A. I mean, there's obviously a ton of Dallas Cowboys fans. You know, you, you see some, you know, Kansas City fans. You see a ton of Pittsburgh Steelers fans. I mean, there's so many. You're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but you're not from California originally. But, uh, you know, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers has a ton. Um, Green Bay has a ton of fans out here. Um uh, my guess is my second place is, is Pittsburgh, but you started shaking your head no, so I'm guessing not it's not Pittsburgh. Close. Pittsburgh was 23rd. Wow. Number two, New York Jets. 623,856 I do not at know home and on the road. How to react to that. But I, I respect them, you know, for 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 being a terrible, terrible team. I mean, for not even the last few years, but for almost what, thirty years now. Yeah. I uh, I mean the Jets have not accomplished anything. I mean yeah. they went to two AFC championship games. Uh what was that around the mid two thousands? Yeah, I think the Steelers beat them in uh not in the championship game, but in the playoffs a couple times. Yeah, yeah. So wow. I'm I'm shocked. Yeah. I'm shocked. I mean now that we're in the podcast game, uh you'd be I was shocked at the number of New York Jets podcasts that are out there. That is crazy. Like, that have been running for a long, long time. 
Uh, you know, I grew up in New York. I mean, I always rooted for the Jets because I felt like these people are so loyal, but yet yeah. there's no reason. Like, they're not 70 years old, right? They didn't live through Namath and any of just been sort <laughs> yeah. of riding that wave. For the, and people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, They, I mean, they love Good for that them. team. Good and for them. They give them nothing. You know, they give them literally almost no hope nope. year, uh, year after year after year. Well, they have hope. They have hope now, <laughs> yeah. But the team doesn't actually do anything oh, to give them hope. It's 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 rough. Uh, number three, who do you think was number three? We just go to number five and then... Uh, three, New England? I know they have a lot of bandwagoners. Oh, Green Bay. Oh, okay, all right. Green Bay, uh, 622,000. Number four, who do you think? Is it New England now? Nope. Who is it? New York Giants at oh, number... Okay. Well, I mean, okay. Well, the I mean, New York is the population of New York is quite large. So. <laughs> it's what, it's uh, many, many millions yeah. of people in the metropolitan yeah, so area. Not shocking, I guess. Uh, what do you think? Number five, New England. Are we on New England now? Nope. Wow! I thought there was way more bandwagon. Yeah, New you would England think. fans. That's why I wanted to do this segment because yeah, just I, when I, I, I look at these this. numbers, I was shocked by these numbers. Yeah, because even you have New England fans out here. It's like, when did you become a fan? Uh, when Tom Brady became the quarterback. Of the, yeah, you know, yeah. When they won their first Super Bowl, yeah, that's exactly. when he became a fan. Um, when they changed the uniform. Yeah, exactly. Actually, no, Bledsoe. No, Bledsoe. Bledsoe that was, was like 97, yeah. I think, they actually changed the the logo and and uh, went a different direction. Number that. five, Denver. Yeah, there's actually quite a few Denver fans out here, too. Yeah, they've had a pretty good team. I mean, uh, actually, uh, Bowen died this past week or a week before last. Yeah, um, yeah. So now we get to the team that uh, you mentioned earlier. Kansas City's number six. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Philadelphia is number 13. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh is number 23. You know, there's actually, actually quite a few Philadelphia Eagles fans out here. Uh, you know, I mean, whenever I go to the gym, there's like probably 10 or 11 guys in there. You know, because I wear my Eagles gear when I go to the gym, and you know they come up to me like, "Hey, man, go Eagles!" There's quite a few Eagles fans. I mean, when you go to um, what's that sporting goods store uh, in the mall there, where they sell the gear, uh, all the Eagles stuff is like sold out. I mean, there's not that much Eagle stuff to go I around. No, you're a hard person to buy from. It's always it, sold out. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that Brent Seller. There are not too many Brent no, Seller. I had to order that one online. Yeah, Can't find yeah, it even yeah. in Le- even in Los Angeles. I couldn't. You find had it. to you had to buy it on eBay from yeah, yeah. Brent Selling. Yeah, I couldn't even find it in the store. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what are the Steelers on? So you said 20, 23. Wow, I'm surprised. Because, I mean, there are so many cars out here that have a little Steelers yeah. sticker on the back. Wow. Yeah, I was shocked by it. And so I guess if you, if you look at the number one sticker sales. We don't travel as well as we thought. I guess not. I guess not. I'm shocked. Uh, number 18 is New England. Oh, wow. And who do you think is dead last in the league? Jacksonville. The Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, okay. Dead last that in the makes league. sense. Are, are, are the the Jaguars are probably pretty pretty far down the list too. Uh, Jacksonville is actually number seventeen ahead of New England. What the? F- how- yeah, I'm telling you, that's why it's really interesting. How you is know, that this, possible? I, I got to miss where the, the offseason. Like, the finding, finding these interesting tidbits along the way that we won't be able to do this when the season. What about the Rams? Ah, uh, the Rams, the Rams, the Rams. Ten. The Rams are number ten. Okay, five hundred seventy-nine thousand fans in St. Louis still, maybe. But yeah, the, the the bottom five were Indianapolis, Oakland, Tampa, wow. Cincinnati, and L.A. Indianapolis is that far down too? Yeah, wow. Washington Jeez. was twenty-seven. Hmm. Chicago was twenty-six. You would think they would be way up the list. Yeah, yeah, dang. Yeah, it's interesting. What, what about Detroit? Detroit twenty-four. Okay, yeah, they're pretty far down there. <laughs> <laughs> I expected that. All right, next up, I've been trying to get this segment on for a while now, even though we're running a little bit long. I just wanted yeah. to give, 
I wanted to give a shout out to Brandon Copeland, Jets linebacker. Uh, making about $1.2 million this year. No one that's listening to this podcast that isn't a Jets fan probably knows, has any idea who I'm talking about right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, but Brandon Copeland uh, is now teaching a class at Penn. Uh, he got an actual degree from Penn's Wharton School of Business in 2013. He's now teaching a finance class at Penn. Uh, he believes strongly in financial literacy. Uh, he's actually working with uh, NFL players as well. Copeland wants to bring, uh, he actually uh, works in Philadelphia, he wants to bring in Philadelphia high school students to upcoming Penn classes so that these young people will have a higher de- degree of financial literacy. Uh, he works with uh, his teammates as well as uh, Penn. He's really just trying to uh, teach young people as well as NFL players how to handle their money better. Uh, and I just I found it to be an interesting story. He's a really smart guy. Uh, he's teaching this class. He's really trying to, to get people, especially in the NFL, uh, to not go broke uh, when they leave. He essentially, he essentially lives on 10% of his salary, and he's not making Gronk money. He's mm-hmm. making, you know, $1.5 million a year. I mean, I just didn't know that this guy was doing these kinds of things for his community in Philadelphia as well as uh, for his NFL teammates. I just thought it was a interesting story that is very interesting good for him good for him and and you know there's a lot of nfl players that could learn a lot from him absolutely i had a lot a lot more words about this up this this, uh (laughs) this topic but we're running a little bit long here and just be mindful of cameras everywhere (laughs) yes yes exactly so if you're planning on doing anything uh you know that might break the law just realize that there are cameras everywhere cameras everywhere especially hotels casinos yeah. in the hallway <laughs> when you're getting off the yeah. elevator there's a lot of a lot of cameras watching yeah you. i mean i was at the car wash today and i really had to go to the bathroom and, and also no i'm like well, i'm not gonna try at massage parlors there seem to be <laughs> quite yeah, a few yeah, yeah. quite yeah, a yeah, few yeah. so 20 owners out there yeah. That are getting, uh, you know, some quickies out. You know, th- just be mindful of uh, cameras being on everything these days. Yes. When I was in college back in the 90s, we had this, uh, it was a DOS machine. But since then, the Internet has uh, has expanded and there yeah. are ways uh, to receive those types of There's services more uh, than privately just... <laughs> in your own home. And then you can control the cameras. More than just MySpace now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if Bob Crafts on MySpace. He's got like some really <laughs> busy ass page with like music with mixes. Music, oh, man. <laughs> MySpace was pretty awesome back in oh, the day. Oh, my God. That it was just, pretty it awesome. It would be a headache just thinking about MySpace yeah. pages right now. Like MySpace, it's probably still out there somewhere. I think I think they sold it to I forget which music industry mogul I, I don't even know what the hell happened to it but it, it, I'm sure whoever created it made a ton of money off oh of it. Oh my god! I remember. My, I mean, it was it was just a hodgepodge of like. I'm sure mine still exists. Maybe my page my page still exists yeah, somewhere. I, I wonder out what there. song is on our MySpace and pages. The, yeah. Oh yeah. That when you uh, we should uh, we I'm may gonna, try I'm to gonna, look uh, one gonna, of these breaks. We'll look up our MySpace page. If it still exists, I'm sure they probably got the What song is playing on my MySpace yeah, page right now? Yeah. Uh, all right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, it is our signature shot of the week, and I think Sonia will join us. Sonia will be joining us. Hold tight, everybody. Bottles. Fran has got some juice. Fran is at full throttle. 
There's no limit to the potion to explore. It's Franny Shot. It's Franny Shot. It's Saturday night. And it's Franny Shot. He mixes. He measures. He carefully pours. Franny's a goddamn mixology mentor. Yes, and it is the shot of the week, and this week's shot is dubbed the Blue Adriatic. Sonia actually came up with that name. Uh, This summer, we'll be taking a trip out to the Croatian coast, and uh, well, I don't don't think too many of our fans know where Croatia (laughs) is. Maybe you do. Uh, I still don't know where it is. (laughs) But... The sea that lies right next to Croatia is the Adriatic, and uh, we'll be making our way out there, and the color of the Adriatic is a deep blue sort of color, and uh, that's what I try to mimic with these shots, and they actually didn't come out exactly as I thought they would. Uh, you know, on better. No, well, on Pinterest, <laughs> they look, everything on Pinterest looks excellent. <laughs> Uh, you can't cre- you can't recreate anything on Pinterest, I guess. But anyways, these shots are a beautiful deep blue color. Uh, they were created with uh, some blue curacao, which we've used multiple times, some hypnotic, and some Bacardi rum. And Ooh. the pictures are excellent yeah, on yeah. Uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. If you want to check, check it them out, out. Uh, it, it's it's very nice. They're very beautiful. <laughs> yes, uh, we have some Croatians on the podcast, both Frane. And Sonia and I am an adopted Croatian, or yes, at least I are. like to think that I am. Uh, you know what? what you bene, know, just yeah, bene, <laughs> you know, figs, <laughs> olives, beer, and sea. water. It's uh, not water. You know, it's hard to go wrong. It's not water. Tell a Croatian that the sea is water, and they will beat you up. Well, it what, is what, the sea. It is the sea. Uh, you know, and it's interesting. I, we were talking actually yesterday because uh, I was actually asking uh, Lauren, uh, my stepdaughter, uh, Sonia's daughter. Uh, it, whether it would be windy, <laughs> whether it would be windy, uh, and I was just saying they have like they have one name for berries over there. They're essentially like blueberries, strawberry. They're all yeah, one name, the... but they have fifteen ways or to tell the... you uh, where the wind is coming from. Yeah. Like over here, we say it's windy, and over there, I say, oh, the Buddha is coming. And they're like, no, it's no, it's from, not. It's then. coming from inland, which is another name. And if it's coming from the east, it's another name. Uh, but let's try. This yeah, and Sonia, beautiful, beautiful show. yes, welcome. Thank you to the uh, podcast. I'm here for a short time until yeah. the yes. dog comes running out again. There haven't, <laughs> yes. been, there haven't been any fireworks going off in the last recently, yeah, forty minutes or so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I'll the podcast, so. say the same thing I said last week. I mean, people out there, please, please, please be somewhat respectful of your friends and relatives and mm-hmm. neighbors who have uh, pets. You know, we understand you're going to light firework fireworks off. On the fourth, but you know, two, three, four, five weeks in advance of the holiday, you know, people have pets and people have to go to work <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> so please be a little bit more respectful if possible. There are, are others out here that uh, are impacted. Yes. All right. Yes, so let's, that is true, Ben. Let's, All right. Here we go. Hey, cheers, guys. I, you know, I haven't had hypnotic since God oh knows God, when. We're going to die tonight. No, this but is good look stuff. Look at that deep blue it's color beautiful. of the Check Adriatic. Sonia already drank hers. You probably did. Wow. Oh, that's good. This shot reminds me of a oh, wow. shot I take down in Tijuana during my early days. <laughs> you know, my what, early maybe. days. When I was a baby in Tijuana, should have <laughs> added a little bit of salt to it. 
<laughs> oh, that's you know? not a bad idea. Actually, so, that's because it's idea. pretty sweet. Maybe a little bit of salt. You know, sea is salty. That's not a bad idea. A little bit of salt it, around know, the rim of that. Around one. the rim. I got to be honest. It tastes yeah. like a blue Hawaiian. I don't know. I don't, have I'm I ever not sure had what a blue is, Hawaiian? But I, apparently, that's exactly what it tastes like. <laughs> and and normally it comes uh, frozen on ice. How does it come? The blue Hawaiian. Yeah, I've never had over one. ice. But you could over have ice. a frozen blue Hawaiian as well. Yeah. I mean, you could have a frozen anything. But yeah. Just in, put a stick, TJ, put a stick it was, in that uh, in that shot. <laughs> it was a tall Long Island glass, right? The Tong Lot. Yeah, yeah, Long Island tongue. iced tea glass. Yes, that's it. I'm already just. Wow, tipsy son. over this. <laughs> drinking water all Alcohol night. Alcohol went into her bloodstream in 38 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> just a little methamphetamine in this, uh, uh, in this shot. Oh, did you guys notice? Blue. Did you guys notice? <laughs> <laughs> the crystals in there? It is blue. It's breaking bad blue. A little Jesse Pinkman shot. Right. But a very good shot. Very it good shot. Very, very good. Good. Thank you, Frana, and, as always. Uh, like I said, the colors uh, come out very nicely on uh, on Instagram oh, and oh, on so Twitter. It's vivid blue. It's beautiful. beautiful. And just like for the that. record, just to Blue. just to give a sampling of some of Franny's shots in the last and Sonia's few weeks and Sonia as well. We have the Blue Adriatic, the Vodquarium, huh. the Dirty Thirty, the Orange You Glad It's Summer Shot. That was really really good. Uh, the Radiation Poisoning Shot, the Salute, <laughs> and the Homebrew Shot, which was pretty amazing. That kicked off our homebrew attempt. But Franny yeah. and Sonia put these together every single week. That's all, uh, Franny. And next week, uh, you know, we'll have the Fourth of July shot. It'll be a little late, but that's a okay. little late. But you know, it's closer okay. to the Fourth of July holiday than we are right yeah. now. Yeah. So you'll know we survived it. The dogs did not claw our <laughs> eyes out of our head. They yeah, still might because the fireworks will last until August. Literally yeah. trying to sleep on top of your face <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning. Uh, it's uh, why do I taste urine night. in my mouth? Let's <laughs> 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 coughing up a hairball in the morning. <laughs> All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our Would You Rather segment. Last week was a lot of fun. Let's do it again. All right. So this segment, we essentially, or I essentially, will give. Each of Franny and Sanya, each of us, two <laughs> players of comparable skill levels or somewhat comparable skill levels, sometimes near the same age. We might have a biased opinion, though. Yeah, on some of these. I know it's hard. They may have a biased opinion, and essentially, if they were building a team this year, next year, any year, who of these two players would they choose? Okay. Uh, so, so I try to put together, uh, you know, a few that will be a, a somewhat controversial, at least for our co-hosts here <laughs> maybe not so much out in the world there but for our co-hosts <laughs> here all right first up yeah jared goff or jimmy garoppolo garoppolo <sighs> i haven't seen enough from garoppolo but him. you love garoppolo i don't love him you don't dislike him he's no aaron Rodgers. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> no one is there's 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 like you know, uh, a deity, and then there's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you know, I'll you take know, Garoppolo. I, I, there's the one true God, and then there's Aaron Rodgers. I, I think I would go with Garoppolo, actually, also. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I, I've seen enough from him. Jared Goff been to the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah but... He sucked. Yeah, but everybody <laughs> sucked in that Super Bowl. That's true, too. Except for Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up. And Edelman. Uh, yeah, well, Edelman, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was on uh, some TV shows this week. Uh, <laughs> next up, Philip Rivers oh. or Matthew Stafford? Stafford. You know Ooh, what? you were fast. You <laughs> pulled the trigger on Stafford. <laughs> I know his wife is not feeling Philip Rivers. Well. I would go with Philip Rivers as much as I hate his release. I would still go with Philip Rivers. He's proven 
a lot more in this league. Has he? I think so. Has he? Yes. He runs. He's a, he's like a car that gets 300 miles to the gallon, and he just he runs out of gas. I right respect at the anybody. Mile. I respect anybody that can throw the football the way he does. <laughs> you know, sidearm across the field, and he'll play till he's 50, so he doesn't have to go home to his 11 children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh I think he's gosh. up to 11 now. I think it's 11. Uh, good for him. All right. There's a lot of quarterbacks. Quarterback heavy this week. Uh-huh. All right. Good. Uh-huh. Uh, next up, Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. or Patrick Mahomes? Mahomes? Oh, Patrick Mahomes. Really? That's not even close. Yeah. That's not even close. Really? Mahomes. I mean, you realize that. You Mahomes- would rather take Mayfield Absolutely. than Mahomes? Oh, my God. Absolutely. Because he's cuter. Cuter. Bad. I don't even know if either, I, 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 one, either I, I, one of them is particularly attractive. This guy throws 50 touchdowns in a season, with and you Andy rather take Reed, the other guy? With Andy Reid. It doesn't matter. Hill, it doesn't matter. With Sammy Watkins. No, 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 with no. a great running game. You're just a, with, you're a with, hater. With, with, Travis, no. with Travis Kelsey. Let's see how he does right, right. this year. Let's see how he does this year. Uh, I am a Patrick Mahomes hater. but it may feel, I don't know why. But... but if you could get the Cleveland Browns on the on the cusp of getting to the playoffs, which they were last year, I mean that is something that's uh, there's so much drag on it. There's so much. It's like getting the Clippers to the finals, or no. getting you know the Knicks to the even to the freaking playoffs. They didn't, the, they didn't make the playoffs though. They didn't make the playoffs. The Clippers have they made the playoffs. They, have they didn't, made the, they didn't but, make but the playoffs. There's so much drag. There's so much emotional the, the, the and psychological Clippers, drag on it. The Clippers oh, took Golden God. State to what? Uh, was it six or seven games? Six the, games. Uh, six games. I think it was six games. So, I mean, they actually went to the playoffs, went to six games. Mayfield threw an interception to end their season. Go ahead. And next, they didn't beat, next. And next. They, and next. they didn't beat the Ravens. Then you're asking us. Yeah. Right. <laughs> next up. Oh. You're not going to convince me. Sonia's back. Not going to convince me. is back. Not going to convince me that Sonia Mayfield is, is better than Mahomes. Uh, but next season will convince you. Yeah, no, it won't. Next up, Aaron Donald or Frank Clark? I know they play different positions. Yeah. Oh, God. Aaron Donald. Many are saying he's the best player in the league. Aaron Donald. At any position. Even quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, oh, I'll go with Donald. Well, Frank really? Clark, well, Frank Clark left, so really? that's pretty easy. Dollar dollar bill. He, he's playing out in Kansas City now, so I hear the fireworks. And, so. yeah. I'm sure I'm sure Donald. butters will come running out here pretty soon. I know. And jump on, a, I'll on have the to table. Leave very soon. <laughs> yeah, no. be, you'll hear the pitter patter and the the the, the panting. Uh, next <laughs> That's up, just me. This is a, this is a good one. I think this is a good one, and I, I think I have an idea where you guys are going to go with this one, but I'm really curious. Okay. Tom Brady or Drew Brees? Brady. Now is Tom Brady playing for the Patriots? <laughs> yes, he's playing for. The <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you're building a team. You're building oh, a team okay. right now. And Bill checks my quarterback. I mean, my well, coach. How many quarterbacks well, do I would need? take Bill. What's that? No, if Belichick is if Belichick is my coach and not Peyton, then yes, I will take uh, yeah. uh, Brady. Tom Brady. Brady, hands down. But if you uh, Belichick is the coach of both teams, who do you take? Brady. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Brady. I mean, we, we've seen what they can do together, so I'm going to have to say Tom Brady. All right. Wow. I thought one of you would go with Breeze on that one. I thought well, I, I actually choose? thought Sonia would go with Breeze on that one. Who would you choose? Oh, I take Tom Brady. Every oh, okay. Day. He's a go. Every day. Drew Breeze is Meh. <laughs> Drew Breeze is <laughs> that was supposed Drew Breeze to be. is the Clippers I, of quarterbacks. Oh, come on. He is. He's gonna, he'll, get you, he'll get you right there. Wait, he's, Stop. he's the who of quarterbacks? He's the Clippers of quarterbacks. 
Poor he'll Clippers. get you right. He'll get you right to the cusp. Roethlisberger is the Knicks. Go ahead. Roethlisberger uh, is one of the top three quarterbacks go of ahead. all time. Yeah, right. Anyways, <laughs> of all time, no bias. <laughs> okay, Trump, no bias <laughs> at all. Five thousand yards, three five. Yeah, he's good. He's oh, good. God. All right. Next up, Chris Carson of the Seattle Seahawks, or Jordan Howard of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you know what? Out of the out of the backfield, I've, I didn't pay too much attention to Chris Carson. Is is he pretty good at catching the ball to the backfield? Uh, not no great. Okay, then Jordan Howard. Not even good. Jordan Howard. So I, I didn't I didn't really pay too much attention to him. I'll have to go with Howard. Yeah, three thousand yard seasons in a row. Jordan Howard. All right, Howard wins. All right, this isn't well. This one I'm really interested to hear your your take on it. Mitchell Trubisky, Mitchell. Okay. Call me Mitchell, please. Yep. Or Josh Allen. Oh, Mitchell Trubisky. Really? Had, yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, wh- what has Josh Allen done in the league yeah. so far? Well, nothing. He's got a trash offense. He's got a good defense. Well, but we're talking about building our own team, so we're not going to have his trash offense. Right, but, you got, you, but I think the, the upside for Allen is you got to make our trash look good. <laughs> the upside for Allen, I mean, I think you've seen Mitchell Trubisky's top end. Well, I think that's as good as it gets for Trubisky. He threw for 333 yards against the Eagles in the playoffs. I respect the guy from that one playoff game. He did better than I expected and most people expected. Okay, a little Bills. I got a little Bills bias. Yeah, you do. All right, next up. Oh, Andy Dalton. These guys are different ages. Andy Dalton or Sam Darnold? Next. (laughs) Dalton. Ooh, a little AFC North love there. You know, I'm going to have to say uh, Dalton. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, it's the like, perennial underachieving Bengals. We'll see what Well, you Sam didn't give Dal- us much of an option yeah, there. No, I mean, we'll, we'll see what Sam does. <laughs> I gave does. you two players. We'll see what Sam does in the league, but I've seen what Dalton can do, and, he, you know, he, he's he made it to how many playoffs in a row? Whatever. It, it was like five or I six in a row. I think he went to the playoffs a couple of years in a row. I, I think it was more than that. And with a terrible coach. Marvin Lewis is not the worst. He's not Hugh Jackson. He should have been fired <laughs> like 15 years ago. Uh, yeah, I mean, he should Bengals, have never been hired. Basically, the Bengals are oh. attempting to be the Steelers. Like they they attempt to be uh, you know stable and uh, you know sort of level headed, but they just bring in the wrong players and coaches to be level headed around. Um, next up, Michael Thomas mm-hmm. again, different ages. Michael Thomas or A. J. Green. Oh, Michael Thomas. Thomas. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't matter what team these people <laughs> play for, apparently, because I think A.J. Green is better than Michael Thomas. Got a coach. I want to throw a little coach into the mix here. Ooh. <laughs> we got two. Sorry, we got. We, we have, have butters a, on the table. We have a dog on the table our, here. Our mascot uh, on the table over here. Yes, we have. Uh, what's the Eagles mascot? Uh, God, what's his name? Oh, uh, or the Seahawks, which is the, you know, the name of either one of those Blitz. mascots. Blitz. Swoop. Swoop. There I think we it was go. Swoop. We got Swoop on the table here. Uh, Doug Peterson. Oh, Doug Peterson. I don't care who the fuck you throw out there. Or Mike Tomlin. Oh, Doug Peterson. <gasps> Doug Peterson. He is trying to get on the table. Yeah, he is, he is trying Peters. to jump up here. Okay. All right, two more. Uh, Hurry up. Real quick. Pete <laughs> Carroll uh-huh. or Bill Belichick? Bill Belichick. Belichick. Ooh, be, Sonia, I mean, really? Come on, six, I'm a realist. Come on. Six Super Bowls. Wow, yeah. I thought Sonia for sure I love Pete. With, 
I love him. Yeah, six rings. I want to say six Super Bowls. Six rings. Yeah. He's been to more Super Bowls. Yeah, but he also had Tom Brady for the, the Well, I mean, Russell Wilson. Come on. All right. Next. All right, last one. Last one. Thank you, Butters. Last one. This is uh, different generations. One player still plays. One player does not. But okay. I'm really interested to to see what Frana and Sonia have to say about this. Okay. Brett Favre. You're going to say Aaron Rodgers. Or Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Really? I loved. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> no, I loved watching both quarterbacks. I mean, I, I started paying more attention to football like around 92, 93 when Brett Favre was, you know, first coming into the league and I enjoyed watching him play. But Aaron Rodgers is just on a different level. All right, I'll tell you what. <laughs> if, if Aaron Rodgers finished out his career, finishes out his career, no more Super Bowls, no more Super Bowl championships. Yeah. Do you take Aaron Rodgers over Brett Favre? Favre. They, they each have one Super Bowl. I I, I would take Favre. You know, I mean, just if you're if you're going to only win that one Super Bowl, I'd I'd choose the player that was way more fun to watch. They're both fun to watch. Rodgers is, but yeah, but but, but Favre didn't have that air of sort of the the arrogance. Like I don't the, give a fuck. I'm just going to throw this ball into triple coverage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but at the end of the game, he didn't sort of you know he wasn't rolling his eyes at his coach and. True. I mean, he True. had a better coach. Don't no get me disrespect. wrong. He had, he had yeah. Holmgren for a big chunk of yeah, his career. Yeah, he did. He did. And, and poor Aaron Rodgers was stuck with, you know, I don't know. I, I, the I, guy I, that I runs was, the gas station on the corner as his coach for, I was for rooting, a decade. I was rooting for Brett Favre in 97 and 98 when, you know, when they lost to Denver in the Super Bowl. I was rooting for him. But, man, Aaron Rodgers, just the way he plays the position is what a quarterback should look like. Everything he does is what a short, what like a quarterback. He's like a Johnny Unitas sort of... Yeah, if if you look at diction, like if you look in the dictionary and you look up quarterback, it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's got that good looking. But I mean, just, I'd just, put just what he does. Oh, oh God! God! All right. What's next up on the big board? Uh, What's next up on the big board, Friday? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our tag team news, our thirst and goal news. All right, we got our thirst and goal news. Hold tight, everybody. And it is our thirst and goal news or tag team news. Ben Sonia left us again. She went inside yeah, to take care a good of good soldier tonight for sure. Butters, who was jumping on the table just a little while ago, and uh, you know, let's start with the Steelers. Ben, what news do the Steelers have for this week? Well, the Steelers have no their... news. No, everybody, <laughs> <laughs> there's always news. Uh, there was some depressing news or some less than you know, uh, some. Uh, for lack of a word, gossip. So I'll avoid the gossip this week. Uh, the Steelers have a hall of honor that has been in place for many, many years now where they honor Steelers in essentially what is their individual team hall of fame. It's very prestigious. Among, is it like the ring of honor? Like It's the, uh, the ring of honor, yeah. I mean, they don't necessarily go in the stadium, uh -huh. uh, but they have a separate hall at the stadium uh, where they display all of the, the prior members of the team that have been inducted into the hall of honor. It's very prestigious among Steeler fans. Uh, so this is the third Hall of Honor class, and it will be unveiled by the Pittsburgh Steelers on Saturday, July 27th. And the event will coincide with the team's third annual charity walk at St. Vincent College. The Steelers inducted 27 members into the inaugural class in 2017. Last year, the inductees were Rocky Blyer, who uh, 
hasn't done himself any favors in the last few years. Uh, Rocky Blyer, uh, interesting story, fought in Vietnam, uh, came back and was actually on at least two of the Super Bowl winning teams in the 1970s. Uh, they also inducted Alan Fanica, one of the best, if not the best, guards who can't seem to get in the <laughs> actual Hall of Fame. Uh, Bill Nunn, Art Rooney Jr., who you have to get in there, and Buddy Dial. The Hall of Honor was established to recognize former players, coaches, and front office personnel who were instrumental in success of in the success of the franchise. To be eligible, a player must be retired at least at least three years and have played a minimum of three seasons for the Steelers. Potential candidates for the third class include Heinz Ward, Troy Palomalu, Dwight White from the seventies teams. <laughs> And Why did your voice do that? <laughs> John Kolb, uh, former coach Bill Cower, who quit too early, uh, former assistant Dick LeBeau, who you got to get in there, and late broadcaster Myron Cope, the originator of the terrible towel. Uh, each inductee receives a replica of a solid steel football. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that all of the... Uh, uh, whatever, for lack of a better word, nominees, uh, Heinz Ward, Troy, Palomalo, Dwight White, John Kolb, Bill Cower, and Dick LeBeau all deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. And I just wish more teams would do these kinds of things. And they also typically try to coincide it in Pittsburgh with some type of a charity walk or some type of a charity event. I'm not sure if the, the Eagles, I'm sure they have something similar because they've been around since 1933. I believe so, I mean, it's just nice to recognize, um, you know, players from your own team. I mean, ultimately, you know, we all know sort of the, the, the big names that get into the Hall of Fame every year, but we really care about our own teams and the players that are really near and dear to our hearts. The Brent Selleck's of the world. Yeah, the Brent Selleck's of the world, <laughs> the, the Donovan McNabb's even of the world. Uh, uh, I think I think Donovan, I think we talked about this in the past. But he should so be in, the, he, he would be in the Eagles Hall of Fame, right? Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, I, there are a lot of uh, Eagles fans out there that are, you know, not big fans. A little salty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a perfect word for that. Yeah, but uh, did they watch him play? Because he was fun as hell to I, watch he, play. He accomplished more than we thought when he was drafted. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, and, and and you know, for the Bills fans, I mean, I mean, if you look back at those teams uh, with Jim Kelly and Thurman mm -hmm, Thomas mm -hmm. and Andre Reid. Yeah, Thurman and, Thomas. And, and Thurman Bruce Thomas Smith, doesn't I mean, deserve on. enough accolades for what he did for that. He was a very yeah. fucking good running awesome back. running back. Awesome running back. Man, that guy was awesome. And if they win just one of those four yeah, Super Bowls. And that's exactly why he doesn't get the get the recognition that he deserves. I mean, but to do that in Buffalo, I mean, those yeah. teams were amazing. And, you know, the reality is, you know, when you get to the, the Super Bowl, there you, it get, is. you get to the Super Bowl, you know, things have to bounce a certain yeah. way. But four, four in a row is... Yeah. is no other team has really well. Has have the Patriots done it? If any team would have uh, no, done no, it, would have been the Patriots. I don't think there's another team that's gone four I don't times think so. in a row. But there's also not any other team that's lost it four times yeah, in a row true. too. But he was he was very good. And but he, the ball bounces. I mean, yeah. it, last year if if Gronkowski drops that pass, mm -hmm. you know maybe the Rams win the Super Bowl. Who knows? Yeah, if uh, they had Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I you know it's it's just a nice honor. Uh, the Steelers are one of those teams like the Eagles. Uh, unfortunately, not like I the Seahawks. I think founded the same year, right? I think, yeah. I think, yeah. 
so I mean they have a long history, so it's mm-hmm. you know it's good to have this sort of you know recognition for some of the players that might not get into the Hall of Fame. Heinz Ward's probably never going to get into the Hall of Fame, uh, and he and, deserves it. Yeah, and he deserves yeah. it. And uh, uh, Dick LeBeau is not going to get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Hein- and uh, Troy Palomalu will I'm sure get into will. the Hall of Fame. I'm sure he will definitely. And Alan Fanica, who's in, uh, you know, he's been up I think twice now. And mm-hmm. been rejected both times, so he's probably not going to get in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but uh, I just think it's a really, it's a great honor, and it's a good thing to do for your fan base, especially mm-hmm. in uh, in Pittsburgh. All right, next up, you want to take Seahawks or Eagles? Well, let's do Seahawks. Sign is not here. We we can talk about it though. All right, this is this I thought was a really interesting um, interesting study. Uh, so the Seahawks widely considered to have one of the best fan bases in the world, got the snub from a professor this week. Uh, 12s, you believe that you love your Seahawks. Maybe you like to talk about them and complain about them and cheer for them ferociously. But according to a study by Emory professor, Mike Lewis, the 12s rank as only the 15th best fan base in the NFL. Uh, so forget about the crowd noise. The 12s have set or the crowd noise records. The 12s have set at CenturyLink. Seattle fans simply aren't loud or good enough. Lewis said the fundamental question that guides this analysis was simple. One, who has the best fans in the NFL? Two, for the business folks, maybe we phrase this as what are the best brands in the NFL? Three, it's a simple question that requires a complicated analysis. First and foremost, we have to decide what we mean by best. So here is what he used to do the analysis. Fans that show up even when the team is losing. Fans that are willing to pay the highest prices. Fans that are willing to follow a team on social media. And fans that show up to see the team play in other markets. Without flipping the page there, Franny. I'm flipping already, sorry. Who do you think was the number one fan base in the NFL? My numbering uh, I, was a little I, off there, folks. Apologies for that. I flipped it so I saw who it was, but I'm not gonna I wouldn't have picked them though. I, I just found this to be well who do you, who's number one? For as, as far as the fa- well, Best it's, fan it's, base. It's, it's the fan base that I mentioned earlier. Uh, was the Kansas City Chiefs because that stadium is also I think it has set records for being the loudest stadium and that's like pretty much an open yeah stadium, open air whereas and it's cold I mean Seattle's also open but it, it it's it's on on the edges it's it's, it's closed in I mean it, it really yeah, yeah, funnels yeah. the sound down to the field purposely so where, whereas Arrowhead is pretty it's much like a, wide open it's like a bowl yeah, it, yeah it's yeah, exactly yeah. what it is it's a it's a square shaped bowl. And it wasn't designed, I think, at the time to funnel the yeah. the, the sound yeah. down, where uh, CenturyLink or whatever they're calling it now wasn't designed or was designed to funnel the sound yeah. down. But the number one fan base in the country for NFL fans, Cowboys. Yeah, that's that's they are the number one. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm just thinking about taking a shot right now <laughs> in, in my head. Well, we got we we brought the Jack Fire that out tonight. We brought the Jack Fire out. We didn't bring out the Schlevo tonight. Of the number one bandwagon. <laughs> oh, bandwagon! We're getting close. Fan base in the NFL. I, you know, I, but what band are they? I mean, they they haven't won a playoff game since but they have, last they year. Have, Before that, it was have, how many years? They, yeah, but they have six. Super Bowl, no five Super Bowls. Sorry, excuse yeah. me. I gave, them an, extra, the, I gave them an extra one. I gave six. them an extra one. They have five Super Bowls, but you have a lot of uh, uh, 
now kids growing up from families that were Cowboys fans. You know, the last time they won was 96. They beat your Steelers, I yes, believe, Ben. Yes. Neil O'Donnell, and, and, thank you. And so you have a lot of those little kids growing up that are now trained Cowboys fans, poor little Trained those Cowboys poor little fans? those poor little kids wearing their Cowboys right, now, gear. There you go, there you go. All right, that's it. Yeah, so, All right, that was so, a shot. That was so a I'm shot. not I'm not shocked that they're number one because there was a huge population of those bandwagoners that jumped. I'm, I'm sure you'll have a huge uh, Golden State following in the next twenty years. For the for the Warriors, will they be? Will they be I'm sure you'll have a trained huge... and brainwashed children like the yes, Cowboys. Yes, they man? will be. <laughs> and also, also you'll have a ton of New England douchebags rolling oh, around. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, shot I'm time. sorry. You got to do a shot. I'm going to take that. a shot, but that's shot. the reason why there are so many. All right, I'll do one with you. All right, I'm going to read off a few of the um, other fan bases that were ranked uh, by Professor Lewis as being in the top tier. Patriots at number two. Eagles at number three. Those are true fans. Okay, so Cowboys fans, terrible people. Eagles fans at number three, wonderful people. Yeah, but well, but but the Eagles didn't win a Super Bowl until just, well, last year. Not last year, but the year before. Year before, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but number three, I was shocked that the Eagles were number three. That was, uh, that was surprising to me. Very passionate fans. Number four, Giants fans. There is a, like a... 40-year waiting list for, for season tickets, so I'll give them that. Steelers at number five. I thought the Steelers would be higher than that. I'm kind of disappointed that, I mean, eh, yeah. I mean, we have uh, many Super Bowls, but not recently. Yeah. Uh, next up, Packers, Broncos, Bears, Niners, Saints, Saints. That's an odd one. They have the most ridiculous fan base in the history of the NFL. That's that's pretty odd. Watching a different Super Bowl, watching the Super Bowl <laughs> that you won on national tel- or on television in New Orleans instead of watching the Rams play the 49ers. That was a little strange. Uh, and then we have the uh, Redskins, Colts, Falcons, Dolphins, and Seahawks at number 15, which is why I wanted to have this segment. The Seahawks at number 15? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, they have some of the most passionate fans in all of the NFL, uh, the stadium is packed week after week, whether they are any good or not. Were they before though? Were they? Were they? I think in they the were. Nineties? I mean, was it were. in the '90s or in the '80s? In it wasn't CenturyLink. It was what was it before? It was Qualcomm that dome. It was that dome. No, Qualcomm, well, Qualcomm was, in San was Diego. Out in San Diego. But it was, it was that dome. That ugly stadium that they had out there. That, that's that's pretty. Oh, I'm, su- I'm surprised. Was it that? I what? think it was the kingdom. Yeah, but but uh, was it the kingdom? But uh, yeah, I'm surprised. That's his well, way of uh, saying I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm shocked. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked that they're sort of middle of the pack. Yeah, I mean, I just thought it was a slight to uh, Seahawks fans because according to the study, they didn't go back that far. Uh, but the Seahawks ranked uh, 14th in overall rank, 18th in fan equity, 18th. Eighth in social equity, in other words, they're sharing a lot of shit, and twenty fourth in road equity, in other words, they're not willing to go to games on the road. But the Chiefs though are pretty far down that field, down the list. Yeah, I mean it's weird. Wow. I mean the Rams are at the bottom, even though they were near the top of. The... Well, they they've jumped around over the years. I mean it was L.A., St. Louis, St. Louis, L.A. I mean you know. I mean the Chiefs at number thirty one. Yeah, that's that's kind of odd. Thirty one. That's, that's shocking. The Chiefs at thirty one. They. Uh, 29th in fan equity. In other words, they're not, uh, they're a little bit parsimonious. Uh, the social equity, 29, which means no, they're not sharing. 
a lot of uh, information on social media, which I don't think should count for you or against you. It just means you have more time on your hands. So thank you, Kansas City, for not having enough time on your hands to share shit like the Patriots fans do at number one. Or Odell Beckham. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. And 29th at Road Equity. Uh, I just I thought that was a little strange that, that and also that, the Jets uh, are also uh, you know pretty far down that list too after you know we talked about earlier in the yeah podcast. selling out yeah so. so Professor Lewis you have no we, idea what we're talking about we disagree <laughs> with you sir all right next up we have fake the, news oh we got to do the shot yeah we have to, but, but you didn't say anything wrong I mean you didn't say anything negative obviously I said something negative about the Cowboys fans and a little bit about the New England fans for. No reason. I'm <laughs> sorry, Jets fans, in advance for Le'Veon Bell's behavior this season. That's not that bad. All right, Antonio. I can't say. I actually, I can't say anything bad about the way Le'Veon Bell has comported himself, uh, especially after that very professional 911 call. Uh, I have to, Antonio Brown. You still suck. You're gonna <laughs> suck. You have a terrible coach. There it is. You have okay, a terrible that's, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, I don't know if it's a terrible enough. coach, but that's the, uh, per our agreement that we had weeks a, back. Oh, if you say anything negative about Le'Veon Bell or about Antonio Brown, or if I say th- anything negative about uh, the Cowboys or I guess their fan base, uh, then I take a shot. And uh, this week we are not taking a shot of the Shlomitsa. Thank goodness. Ben, ben, you will see it out a little I bit. Did, yes, I did. me. Did. I brought it out here. Friday yeah. could have went in and got the uh, the sleeve up, but I was like, I still I, could. It's not af- that far away. I was away. afraid when we were talking about some of this stuff that I might be tempted to talk about Antonio Brown, and I didn't want to have to be the one to drink the sleeve up. Well, let's both take a shot, Ben, right, to our go. negative comments. Cheers to you, Ben. <sighs> Jackfire. Not bad. You see, that's a good shot, though. Like Jack Fire. Just encourage us to Jack Honey. Regular well, I Jack. I haven't had the Jack Honey. Seems maybe it's it would be sweet. Sweet. It is sweet. It is very sweet. All right. We'll I have to we'll have to create to a the shot out of that. The honeybees. Oh, out of the oh the triple- <laughs> Yeah, the honey well, the, uh, in honor of the retirement <laughs> of the Steelers Bumblebee. Exactly. Jerseys. Exactly. They will never be seen again. Ah, uh, it's sad. I know. You like the Sonya hates those jerseys. Uh, it's cl- they're classic. Uh, they, they. I mean, it is. It is the jersey that they're, you would expect a team to wear in vintage. the thirties, the forties, but right? they're vintage. I mean, they are so. I mean, it's like, are you going to prison <laughs> in, in a place where? But I want. I want to see the leather helmets though with those jerseys. Uh, they should bring back the leather helmets. You know, Aussie rules football. It's going on right now. I mean, I listen to it. There's a podcast. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. You know, every every once in a while, I tune in and I I I. I try to figure out what's going on on the field. I have no idea what's going on because is that is that are you watching with the circular? Yeah, thing? yeah, It's yeah. like a circle. Aussie rules football. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, I know I have rugby no idea. a little. I know rugby pretty well. Uh, I mean, rugby is basically know like laterals. It's laterals with yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like in the NFL we have you have to throw the ball backwards to run forward, but in in Australian rules football, I have no idea what's going on. And there, and there's a lot of gambling on it too, which is shocking to me. Well, I guess if you know what's going on, then, yeah. you can bet on anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but next up, we have Eagles news. Uh, a little bit of interesting news coming out of PFF. Uh, the Eagles have the fourth best roster in the NFL. Only the Patriots, Rams, and Saints with their aging quarterback rank <laughs> above Philly. This is going to play into my betting corner later. Uh, looking around the NFC East, the Cowboys are twelfth. Washington is 23rd, and the Giants are 27th. Pro Football Focus also confirmed some things we already know about the Eagles, including the amazingness of Fletcher Cox. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, I mean, Fletcher He's, Cox, 
I mean, just to take on Khalil Mack single-handedly in that game, I mean, I was so, so impressed by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also talked about the team's biggest weakness, which Franny has mentioned time and time again, even though they played really strong down the stretch last year, uh, being their depth in the secondary. Secondary. Uh, Without uh, even looking at this, I know. <laughs> Where are you going with that? Although BFF did note that they lack a quality defensive back, uh, and it was a bit of a league-wide problem. In other words, the Eagles are not alone in this regard. But as far as who could end up being the team's secret weapon, a guy who I actually really, really liked in the postseason last year, PFF chose a player who earned his stripes in 2018 and has shown the ability to be a versatile weapon for the Eagles' defense. The PFF named former fourth round pick Avante Maddox as the X factor for 2019. He struggled from a grading perspective as a rookie last season, but did show a penchant for limiting receivers in his coverage. In fact, he led all cornerbacks by allowing a reception just once every 21.7 snaps. He spent in coverage and limited opposing quarterbacks to a passer rating of just 59.9 when targeted. Based on PFF's rankings, the Eagles have just one elite starter on defense, Fletcher Cox, three good to high quality starters, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Graham, and Zach Brown, and a whole lot of average and below average rookie talent, which is sort of a contradiction seeing as they rank them yeah, fourth. Exactly. Uh, but I liked Maddox and his play uh, yeah. down the stretch. He seemed like he really, really came up big going down uh, the last few games of the season and even into the playoffs. Um, the first game, uh, as well as you get, well, you guys won the first game, right? And then you got yeah, you, uh, we will be beat the beat Bears. the Bears, and then lost in the second. Luckily, game. beat the Bears on well, the double it doink. Happens. I mean, they've made a the Bears have made a pretty big deal out of kickers yeah. in this off season. <laughs> they've turned it into a sideshow over there. Uh, but what do you think about Avante Maddox? I mean, I I really liked him. I don't know. So I mean, so do I. I mean, I I mean, like you mentioned, uh, he 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 played well last season, and I'm a big fan of Avante Maddox, and uh, I hope he continues to play well into next season but i wish though that the eagles had drafted another cornerback or had you know try to find somebody to trade with to get another cornerback or or another safety or something but uh, you know i mean they're hard to come by they're there i mean like you mentioned uh in the league right here it's i mean it's league-wide i mean it's a a problem 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 at corner uh, and safety. Uh, I mean, you're not going to sign. You already have Malcolm Jenkins. You, I mean, you really need corners. Uh, and you know, you're going to get what's his name, Ramsey, down in Jacksonville. Probably be a free agent after next year. Uh, he sort of shut his trap a little bit this year. But I mean, you, the Eagles are not a team that's going to overpay for a corner. Uh, and there just aren't that many of them out there. It's really. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's really on the coaching staff to try to get the best that they can get out of the players that they have at corner. Mm-hmm. And I think the Eagles, for all of all of Franny's criticism, <laughs> I thought the Eagles coaching staff... I, mean, I think, I think did Jim an, Schwartz... I think Jim Schwartz did an amazing yeah. job down the stretch last year with what it, he it was, had It was left. basically a ragtag team of dudes that were undrafted you know, guys coming to the league, and, and, and he put them all together and created a unit out there that was functional. Yeah. And, and you know, they, they performed... Uh, above what I thought they would. I mean, I, m- I remember just watching the Chicago game with you, Ben, and they were getting burned by Mitchell Trubisky. 
Uh, but still, though, I mean, they, they did an excellent job down the stretch to win those last three games to get us into the playoffs. Um, but yeah, Vontae Maddox, uh, definitely, you know, one of the top guys on there. And and uh, and, and the Eagles have him at, at a fairly cheap, it's a, he has a cheap contract. It's it's really not that much. Yeah, I mean, and if you look I don't know at, how much it is exactly, but, you know, he's, oh, it's, they're not it's paying no, a ton of money. Nothing. That's for it's sure. nothing. And, I mean, the Steelers had a full complement of their chosen cornerbacks and safeties going into the the stretch run last year and missed the playoffs, and they had the players they wanted. There was a little more to that, though. Yeah, there, there, well, there, there was a little was more. Some, I mean, there yeah, was some drama going on with, with yeah, AB. Drama, and you know, I don't want to do another shot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but you know, but I thought what Jim Swartz did. I mean, it it proved a lot uh, to me about the Eagles coaching staff and the way that Peterson has um, sort of built up. That staff. I mean, it, they had a lot of injuries. I mean, look at what Kansas City. Kansas City had a shitload of injuries. Yeah, earlier in the on year on defense, I, and they completely yeah. imploded in their secondary. Same thing with and Atlanta. The Eagles held it together. Atlanta too. I can't remember the uh, the player that they lost. Uh, I think it was the first or second game of the season. Uh, but he went out with uh, I think it was a torn ACL, yeah, ACL. Or, or something. But after that, after that they, point, they, they imploded. Yeah, and the Eagles yeah. held it together. Schwartz. Held it together, mm-hmm. got them a win in the playoffs, uh, and, and you, know, you could close. have won the second game in the playoffs. Pretty close, you could have. Close. Uh, you played with Cowboys? No, not the Cowboys. Who'd you play in the second Saints. game? Saints. Oh, Saints. Yeah. You were sitting there next to me, Ben. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. That was the game where I drove over at halftime because I wanted, I was either wanted to hug you when they lost, which is what I sort of anticipated would happen, but it wasn't looking too good at halftime. Yeah. Well, it looked it was good really, at 14 nothing. It looked but good. But it was really optimistic uh, yeah. in that game. But, yeah. But it didn't, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Uh, but, yeah, Jim Swartz, big, sh- a big shout out uh, yeah. to what you were able to do with that secondary last year. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, it is our brown taste test. Last week, we had our scotch taste test, and uh, we got a little carried away with it, and we completely forgot about the old granddad 114. So we'll see if Sonia is able to come outside and taste this with us. Yes, but absolutely. We'll, uh, we'll taste the old granddad 114. All right. Hold tight, everybody. And Ben Sonia unfortunately was not able to come outside. We've had of a couple <laughs> of, of fireworks going off, yeah. even just within the last few minutes. Yeah, people, please, and please, please. Yeah, Butters uh, is uh, not doing well. He's very anxious. Is very nervous, and if we brought Sonya outside, then Butters would be on the table right yes. now. So Ben, it's it's gonna be me and you trying uh, the the brown of the week. It is the old granddad, and uh, you know I, we we did sample it last we did. week. We, we did, did sample last week. We just didn't uh, we we didn't do it on the podcast though. Uh, so do you have any history there? Yeah, the old granddad. This Kentucky straight bourbon is named. And again, we are not sponsored by Old Granddad in any way. Or anybody. But we will (laughs) happily, happily take some bottles of Old Granddad. This Kentucky straight bourbon is named for none other than Basil Hayden, created by Basil's grandson, Colonel R.B. Hayden. This bourbon utilizes a a high rye mash bill sold in a variety of proof. This is the 114 proof. 
Old Granddad is part of the olds in the Jim Beam portfolio, which includes Old Overhalt Rise. The aroma is full of leather, a hint of tobacco, and Charleston Chew vanilla candy bars. The palate has a nice, viscous mouthfeel with some alcohol burn to be expected at 114 proof. Candy corn, tobacco, and rye grain. The finish is long, spicy, and oaky. All right, let's give it a try. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, cheers, Ben. Now, just oh wow, smell it. I mean, you could definitely it actually taste better than I it did last week. I didn't, I didn't taste it just yet. Oh, Friday but was it's doing it's, a little bit of a sniff test over it's, there it's, for the aroma. It's nutty. It's I didn't expect that from it. See, it, see, it's it's like peanut. I almost taste it. Yes, I know yeah. the Jim Beam peanut. But you, you but signature. You, but you smell it though, right? I do. Yeah, I do. Actually, I do. Yeah. I smell the peanuts, but I don't taste the peanuts. Let me see what I taste. All right. Yeah. Well, you're the expert <laughs> on the browns. I'm not. Any I'm sort just of, the guy that likes I'm the rye. I'm not any sort of expert. I like at the rye. I'm like, oh, we're not tasting a rye. Oh, okay. Wow. I mean, it's this pretty stuff, intense. This it is. It is intense. This stuff hits you in the back of the throat. But there's so many flavors coming through. Um, I mean, it's definitely a rich. It is very rich, and, rich. And, but I, I, I feel that nuttiness coming through. That's the first thing I taste, that, that sort of Jim Beam nuttiness, which is not a bad thing if, if you're a big fan of uh, whiskeys that have that sort of nutty flavor. But why do you think that, that the, the notes are not reported as being nutty? Rather, leather, tobacco, vanilla? There's a little bit of vanilla. Um, tobacco... I don't taste that at all. Well, I've never chewed on tobacco. I've so chewed, I, well, yeah. I've, I have chewed on tobacco. I shouldn't say that I have not. I haven't done it in a long time. But I don't recall the flavor of tobacco. Does it pass your test? Uh, it's I strong. mean, well, at 114, I mean, I it's, mean, it's up there. It is up there. And for the last um, five weeks or so, we've been tasting... Um, or sampling uh, some of the scotches, and they've been very smooth. They just go down very easily, whereas this one, it really knocks you in the back of the throat. Uh, I mean, but I mean, the, the, the first thing I taste, though, is that nuttiness. I, I, I taste. I, yeah, I smell it, but I don't taste it. Hmm. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, uh, but I, do I, I smell I know, it. But yeah. I taste more of. It's all. It's 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 your it's your flavor experience, yeah. Ben. It's it's what you taste. I mean, I do taste the leather. I do taste. I don't taste the. I mean, I taste the sweetness, but it's the sweetness is overpowered. I think by the alcohol. Yeah, and I, the I, more pronounced flavor. I mean, I don't know if it's leather, it's, it's, or, but it's it's a much more. Um, it's a good taste. I mean, it's not like it's it's you you know the alcohol hits you and it's just disgusting. It hits you, but then it has this sort of uh, a bit of smoothness. You taste that vanilla, but I taste that peanutty sort of flavor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that's why it's 114 proof. Uh, but to me, the sweetness can't catch up to the alcohol. I mean, it, the, the alcohol is so intense that even though there there are those sweet notes in there, it can't catch up hmm. uh, because it's a little bit overpowered by the alcohol. To me, I mean, it has has some some. Some woody elements to it too. I mean, it has some some um, some smokiness, some woody. So it's uh, to it's, me, it's yeah. I think woody. Yeah, I, I agreed. It's it's uh, strong. Um, it's peanutty. 
Um, it's a little, it's spicy too. Uh, you know, you, you can definitely taste the spices at the back of your throat. Um, but it, it is, it is fairly highly rated though. I mean, when, when you look at oh, reviews yeah, online, sure. it, it's, sure. it's, it's highly rated for the price, which is, you know, I, I would say, you know, throughout the U S you can find it for between 25 and $30. Um, so it's, it's, it's not that it's, it's not bad. We, I mean, we've just been tasting you know, uh, or sampling scotches for the last five weeks. And then that's why this one, when you drink it, it really, it goes straight to your nose. I mean, you, yeah, can, I mean, you, can, you can really feel it. definitely, I know I've said this before, it's it's intense. Yeah, I mean, I like the fact that the sweetness can't catch up uh, to the more, to the less sweet flavoring, to the, the woodiness, to the leather, to the tobacco, uh, to the alcohol, the sweetness Little, doesn't come through. A little corky, cork kind of like that cork uh, wood. Eleventh hmm. grade chemistry class. When was the last time <laughs> I tasted cork? Um, here, here. Yeah, yeah. Tasted cork. <laughs> here, but it, no. Let I me, mean, I like it. Let me open I like it. But you don't want to drink this every day. I mean, I could see buying this at the liquor store if you were uh, seeking. To yeah, get I mean, the, really the reason the reason I got it was because it was recommended to me by uh, a buddy at work who. You know, like I like drink. it. I mean, I, I mean, no, I don't, to I don't, the... I don't, I don't dislike it. No, definitely, I don't dislike it at all. It has some interesting flavors coming through, but man, it really just knocks you back when yeah, you yeah. when you take a sip. I would definitely say I, I I prefer it to any of the scotches. I would not say that. I know you wouldn't <laughs> say that, but I definitely, I definitely, I I, I prefer and, it to the Glenmorey, the Cardhu, the Glenlivet Twelve. I like the Fifteen. Uh, I prefer it to the Sheldag. And the Glenmorangie, I mean, you know, like I I'm said, clearly you know, a bourbon rye guy and not a Scotch. Y- guy. You are a bourbon rye guy, Ben. And tonight, like I told you, uh, I was going to go out and get some Whistle Pig for you, uh, the ten year uh, rye. I believe that's what it's called. Um, that one is very good. Yeah, hopefully next Charlie week rated. I'll have enough time to go get it. I mean, today I just, I mean, I got off work later than usual, and I wasn't able to go grab some. Um, but uh, hopefully next week we'll be trying the whistle pig, and I I know for sure that you will love that because yeah, I heard really I good things. Also love it. Yeah, I heard really good things. All right, friendly. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, dude. It is our. I'm still trying to drink this down. <laughs> it's, it's still hitting <laughs> at like, the back of the throat. We got some water on the table here. <laughs> yeah, to, that's what to I'm wash right these now. down. Uh, but it is our home brew. Oh boy, here uh, we go. For all of our new listeners out there, me and Ben attempted to brew our very first beer. Um, and it's it's been what, five, six, seven weeks At now. Least. I think it's about seven weeks now. It was early May that we brewed this beer. You know, we got all of the equipment ready, we got the recipe from uh, Northern Brewer. And uh, we put it together. It was it was a lot of fun, and 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 uh, I would recommend to anybody out there, you know, get a group of friends together to brew a beer. You know, have some beers on your own while you're brewing the beer. But um, last week we did try it, and uh, it there was no carbonation whatsoever. Uh, so we're gonna try it again this week. We we let it age for another week. And yeah, last week it was that uh, it was that beer you buy at a Laker game that cost fifteen dollars yeah. that. Even though it's flat as hell, you still want to drink it because it cost you fifteen dollars. And I poured this one, and it seems like it might be just well. Actually, there well, was, no, I heard a little pop there, there when was we little, opened it. There was a little hiss. There was a little hiss when we opened coming it, coming from it. Uh, so we're getting there. We're so, making progress. Exactly, and and uh, you know if it doesn't taste 
that good this week. We're going to try to salvage this beer uh, by either dropping dropping some uh, more sugar pellets in it or we'll put it into a keg and uh, we'll have one of those gas canisters in there to uh, force give it some... a little CO2 exactly. right down their throat. Exactly. So let's try it, Ben. All right, let's give it a taste. Cheers, man. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, it's got a little bit of carbonation. There's a little a bit of A little carbon- bit, very little. But it is there. There's a little bit of carbonation in this one. It's there, not it's terrible. It's I mean, the it's flavor better. is amazing. It's better. The, yeah. the flavor is amazing. The, the citra flavor. hops are amazing. The flavor is actually very good. Let's try, let me try this again. It does have a little bit of carbonation. Not much. Not much. But it is it it's is getting better. It is getting there. It's getting better. And you said your buddy said it could take a few weeks for the carbonation to sort of... He said a couple of weeks. <laughs> It's been a couple of weeks since yeah, we bottled. That's true. That's true. Um, but I can mm. feel the sort of I can feel the carbonation on my tongue. So, uh, hmm. We'll think about this one. So, <laughs> we we may keg this, or we may drop some sugar pellets into this to try to carbonate it. Yeah, we'll have to take the lids off of all of the beers and drop some pellets into each one. Yeah. Right. But I like the flavor, though. The flavor is very good, Oh, the good, flavor though. is amazing. The flavor, I mean, it, it tastes like an IPA. It's light. It has uh, citrus some notes. citrusy flavors, uh, some grapefruit. Um, I just wish there was more carbonation. Yeah, and we'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, this is why it's the seventh round IPA. So, Thank you, Mitchell from Manitoba, for the name. Should we wait? One more week, or yeah, let's give it another week just to make sure that the temperature was right. And should we try another bottle? Uh, We're gonna go through all all the bottles <laughs> before we find one that's been carbonated. You know what? You know what, Ben? Put us on hold for one moment. You're gonna try one of the other bottles. We'll try the 16 ounce. Let's see. Right, we're gonna try the 16 ounce. ounce bottle. All right, hold tight, everybody. All right, so we have tried the 16-ounce bottle, and it also had a little bit of carbonation, yeah. but it wasn't just right. Wasn't quite there. No, so we'll still salvage this yes, beer. absolutely. Either by adding more uh, of the sugar. I did get the pellets just in case. Yes, yes. And uh, if not, we, know we can just pour the bottles into a keg and have a little carbonation canister in there that will carbonate it artificially. But it'll taste better, I'm sure. But the flavor, we have the flavor, oh, the ben. flavor is amazing. The flavor. I know is, I've said that about three times. No, but it is. But the flavor is, is really, really good. It is delicious. Really good. It is delicious, and we will definitely get some carbonation in that somehow. Yes. God we'll damn it. it. We'll force it's, it down. <laughs> it's been about seven weeks. I just want to drink this motherfucker. Yeah, and we'll get there. We'll get there. All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? <laughs> I'm still disappointed. <laughs> Next up on the big board, Ben, is our signature beer of the week. Uh, this week we have two beers uh, from the Alvarado Street Brewer, Brewer E, uh, up in Northern California. And these were given to us by Lauren. It was given yes, to yes. us. And uh, she was on the podcast in episode number five. She had that wonderful voice that cl- came through. It, it was like Chris. Through. Crystal 
clear. Even on the old, uh, yeah, uh, even on, our, on the old, exactly. on the old condenser mics that we had. Yeah, yeah. And, and her her voice came through better than anybody's. Uh, but we're gonna give these two beers a shot. One of them is a double IPA, and the other one here is a West Coast IPA. Yeah, yeah. So these are both from the Alvarado Street Brewery. Uh, this is up in Monterey, California. They are committed, first and foremost, to quality. Again, not a sponsor of the podcast. Uh, food and beer is what they do most and what they are passionate about. Uh, the uh, taste of the beer, the quality of the beer, is what drives them to put everything they have into creating a memorable dining and beer drinking experience. It's a family-owned and operated business. It is not corporate-owned. Uh, they are extremely proud to be part of the Monterey Peninsula community and will continually strive to provide exceptional service and make everyone, locals and visitors alike, feel at home and part of the ASB family. Uh, so we are going to try a Juice Fatigue this is the is this the IPA? This is the That's IPA. Yeah. Um, and the other one is the Countach, uh, named after the Ferrari, I assume. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so we will try or uh, Lamborghini or Lamborghini. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> See, I know nothing about cars other than that they get me where you, I need to go. You did watch Wolf of Wall Street. That is true. Oh, <laughs> God, what a great movie! What a great movie! That was a Countach. Oh, that was a great movie. Uh, so we'll try. To, I couldn't find any information on the website about the juice fatigue. I mean, they're, they're they're a pretty small brewery. They're they're pretty yeah. small out there. You can tell by the by the uh, cans actually. I mean, yeah. they're just aluminum cans with uh, the label wrapped around them. It's it's not like it's printed on the actual aluminum. It's actually the the uh, the label printed separately and pasted on there. Oh, it is. You're right. Yeah, you're right. So that I mean, that's 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 the proof that it's a very small brewery. Yeah. So we're gonna try two. We're gonna try. The Juice Fatigue and the Countach. I yes. have some information about the Countach, but we'll try the Juice Fatigue first. The car or the beer? Uh, well, the car is... Uh, <laughs> I've had three of it them. It was on Barrett Jackson today. I've had three of them. Uh, I'm not a big fan. Uh, what I did was I, in fact, traded them in. Yeah. I sold them. I, I prefer... For Murcielago. I prefer my Honda. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's a much smoother ride, uh, a little bit more reliable. Uh, you know, so I, I, I traded in the Ferrari. But more carbonation than our beer. Yeah, yeah. So that's for sure. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's, let's, let's try this. Let's try this. Cheers, Cheers Ben. All right. Cheers. Let's give this a shot. Mm. Oh, the juice fatigue is very good. Oh, man. Even, even before. It's a light. It's very light. Even before I tasted it, I it's could smell light. like that grapefruit sort of yeah, flavor. It's the a hops fruity light IPA coming through. Wow, that's that's really nice. That's um, a fruity. I mean, I could imagine drinking this on a hot day. Yeah, in a pool. In a pool. <laughs> uh, but even you know, at a at a restaurant, you know, at a cafe wow. in Croatia. Wow, that's... I could imagine drinking this uh, for a long period of time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the kind of beer that's going to overwhelm you it's and be so so heavy fruity that you wouldn't want to drink. Um, you know, three or four of does them. It, does it have the alcohol content on there? This is 7.2 alcohol by volume. Wow. And it doesn't taste like it at all. I mean, it's very, it, I mean, it's, it tastes light. It's crisp. It's fruity. I um, mean, you definitely, uh, you know, feel that, that citrusy sort of flavor coming through. Yeah, yeah. It's, wow, it's very good. That's a good one. Yeah. It's, it's lighter. This is more of a summer IPA, I would say. This is like a, but for those a, of you New Yorkers, this is like a Saranac IPA. It's very similar to that. 
But uh, you know, after you, you 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 taste that that citrusy sort of flavor, there's another sort of flavor that comes through right behind it. I think it's I, the hops. I can't distinguish it. It's a little hoppy on the on the on the what do you call it on the not the follow through. What I always get that wrong. The throat. The finish. Feel. I don't know. The yeah, finish. I mean, the finish, finish is a little hoppy. But it's very it's very good, very good. Mm. Thank you, Lauren. Oh yeah, yes. That Single is awesome. life has been good to her. She knows all <laughs> the good IPAs. Yeah, but uh, I, I, in Monterey know, I, County, I, unfortunately, Sonia is not able to taste this. But I think even Sonia, who like enjoys one. the lighter beers, would like this beer. Yeah, this because is a good it one. doesn't necessarily taste like an IPA. It, it it almost tastes like one of the beers that she would prefer, which is the height. Or, or, you know, one of the pilsners that we've tried yeah. in the past. But it has, like, that sort of bitterness, but then it has that fruitiness, wedge, a little bit of sweetness to it. It's like very it. good. Very so good. Definitely. Shout out to the so, Alvarado Street Brewery. Ben, we've uh, added our ratings to our beers oh, recently. Yeah. So out of 10, where would you rate this one? And then that, that one from last week, the El Segundo Brewery. That's also, had, that was a very good IPA too, and we rated that a nine, I believe it was a yeah. nine or a ten. This is up there. It's yeah, a, I'd say it's a nine. I would say this is also a nine. Very, yeah. very. Good. It's up there. I've been waiting for the ten. But <laughs> this is uh this is definitely. I mean, ten is going to be that beer that just well, knocks ten, my stuff. Ten was we that ha- the way of the close the one that was close. Yeah, well, I like that Canadian one. Oh, that El Bocaron is up the there. El Bocaron was definitely up. That's also a nine. Uh, but that that one from Canada, I can't remember exactly. That was a ten for me because that was almost a ten percent. Yeah, we're not writing IPA. our beers down on the big board. Yeah, we're not writing those down. But that was that was I was it was El Monde or something. I can't remember exactly what it was called. Uh, but I that think one there might be one in the cooler right now. Might be, might be. But that was a ten for me. But it wasn't for you. But for me, it was it was very yeah. well balanced. This is way up there. That's very good. That and is next, very good. Next, we're gonna taste the Kuntash. Is mm-hmm. that is that the correct pronunciation of that word? It is for you, Ben. <laughs> so this is a double IPA fermented with a blend of yeast, resulting in flavors and aromas of juicy nectarines and ripe pineapple. Oh wow! Look Dry hopped heavily with a unique pairing of American and Southern Hemisphere hops. Wow, I'm accumulating uh, beverages here in front of me. <laughs> the color. I mean, I was pouring it into uh, into my glass here. Uh, and I handed Ben over because Ben actually finishes the beers. I, I just, typically I, yeah. I, I taste them. I didn't finish that German one though. Yeah, I don't well, think. The, the, yeah, the, eventually I have to drive home, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. can't drink as much. But uh, you know, you know, Ben can actually drink a little bit more a than I can more. because he's he's. I live well, here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I was pouring it in, and and it's 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 very thick. Um, it's uh, it has more carbonation than that. Oh wow, idea. that's a double for sure. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, th- wait, did you let the listeners know all the info on that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, all right, great. Yeah, this is so... I wasn't listening, uh, sorry. The alcohol by volume is 8.1%. The bitterness level is moderate, which I agree with wholeheartedly. It's not super bitter. You can you can, you can can definitely um, smell the hobs. Wow, that smells really good. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I prefer the juice fatigue. So do I. So do I. You know, I think that the Countach is, I'm sure there are people out there that would prefer this one, but I do prefer the juice, what is it, juice? Juice fatigue. Juice fatigue. That juice fatigue, it's just a little less bitter. It's a little better. Yeah, the bitter. The, the balance yeah. between the, the, the bitter and the sweetness of that fruitiness that comes through is better than than the double IPA. But 
This is also very good. Double it's IPA. very good. I think if it was winter, I would prefer the Countach. Yep. But because the weather is so nice right now, yeah. I think I prefer the Juice Fatigue at this current time of year. So the rating in the pool on a raft. Or not on a raft, but uh, maybe on a flamingo. In the sea, maybe in on the a pool, uh, on a flamingo, on the beach, on a little flamingo, yeah, on a flamingo raft. When you come over to uh, to my place <laughs> on the Fourth yeah, of Friday July, yeah, has the pool. I don't have a pool. When you come over on the Fourth of July and you're laying in the pool, in the pool, you would rather drink the juice fatigue, the yeah. juice fatigue, yeah, 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 for sure. And if we're sitting by a fire in the winter, in the winter, I'd rather drink the Kuntash. And I completely agree with you, Ben. They're right. both very good. Oh, they're amazing. Thank you, Lauren. Yes, thank you very much for these two. They're excellent. And uh, so what's your ranking, 1 through 10, on the Countach? The Countach is... I'm just proud I can say that. I would say 7 out of 10, whereas the other one, the Drew's Fatigue, was a 9 out of 10. I'd give it an 8. It's Pretty just close. because of the time of year. Pretty close. I think I'm 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 downgrading it a little bit because yeah. of the time of year. Unfortunately, sign is not out here, but I'm I'm pretty sure she would enjoy the juice fatigue. Oh, she more. definitely would. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to trade these beers in. I'm going to I'm going to trade my <laughs> for the juice fatigue for the remainder of the podcast. Yes, but they uh they're they're definitely uh they have that strong. I mean, for a beer, that's, that's eight point one is up there. Yeah, it's up there, and yeah, I can yeah. feel it already. All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our shout-outs for the week. Oh, we have the shout-outs. This week we have a shout-out to the Vault Studio NFL Podcast. This is a really great podcast. The Vault Studio was founded in December 2016 with the goal of offering an NFL podcast with an Australian touch. They are actually from down under. Uh this is a full-service studio that's been built in the eastern suburbs of beautiful Melbourne, Australia. The studio currently has three podcasts and a weekly live show in partnership with the Sporting Globe Bar in Richmond, Australia. Through social media, word of mouth, and hard work, the studio continues to grow with monthly increases in listeners and followers. The show producer, the show's producer, is James Arthur, who is joined by a group of regular contributors and guests. You can find them on the web. Look for them in the show notes. The link is down there. Or on Twitter at the vault underscore studio. Uh, I listen to this podcast on a regular basis whenever they post. Um, typically, I believe it's about weekly. Uh, I download, I listen to it on my commute. Uh, this is not a sponsorship. This is genuine recommendation for the Vault Studio NFL podcast. Uh, it, it's really, really well done. If you want to hear a perspective on the NFL that is not, you know, from the states, it's not your typical sort of perspective on the NFL. Uh, I recommend this podcast highly. Uh, we also have another shout out this week. This is a follow-up shout-out to the Touchdowners podcast, hosted by Philip Dean and Tyler Sweezy. The show takes a philosophical look at current NFL events with a sports-casual humorous tone, and they offer a perspective that differs from the typical talking heads by digging into the why of current sports takes rather than the what. Topics explored in the larger social context outside of the sports that contain them. Episodes are broken down into four segments or downs. One down, second down, third down, and fourth down. 
Uh, you can find them on Podbean, Apple Podcasts. Look for the links in the show notes. And on Twitter, at The Touchdowners. This is a really, really interesting show. Uh, you know, they, they really dig into the issues uh, from a more contextual sort of approach. It's not your your standard, here's the news for the week. We're going to talk about the news. You know, see you later. They really do talk about um, the issues in a much more interesting way, and I enjoy this podcast thoroughly. Again, not a sponsorship. Uh, just enjoy the show. Uh, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, we have our top five. Oh, top five tight ends. The last few weeks, we've talked about our top five QBs, top five wide receivers, top five running backs, and uh, we've thrown in the top five tight ends. Sun is not available. Let's see if we can get her out here. Let's see if we can get Sunny out here for the top five tight ends. Hold tight, everybody. And we're back, and Sonia is back as for well. Yes. Welcome, welcome for again moment. for our top five. <laughs> All right, our listeners are going ends. to be way down this week because yeah. Sonia was yeah, only it. on the podcast. I know, seriously, Sonia, come on. But I mean, obviously, you had to take care of a little doggy in there. But Sonia, let's start with you, sure, because you might have to run inside again. <laughs> who out? Who are your top, top five? five tight end starting from number five you know this was a tough one for me i i'm scratching my head because <laughs> i can't remember who's <laughs> a tight end <laughs> okay so i have uh travis kelsey at my five uh-huh. i have kyle rudolph at my four S- sweet smile witten as <laughs> my three. Oh, really <laughs> really uh, Ertz as my number two yes, really Sonia? yes and gronk is my number one Gronk is your number one. Yes. Luckily, the Seahawks don't have a long history of excellent tight <laughs> Yeah, I know. Interesting choices, though. Yeah. Very interesting. So Kelsey, Rudolph, Witten, Ertz, and Gronk. Kel- oh, Gronk at number one. Well, yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue with that. Yeah. That's 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 a good list of uh, top five. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. You. What do you have? My number five. Veronica. Surprisingly, <laughs> my number five is Zach Ertz. Whoa. Only because at five. Only because at five? what? Only at five? because wow, he's so young. So he okay. could end up being my number one. Actually, you know what? He can't be number one because my number one is somebody else who is my favorite eagle of all time. But Zach uh, Ertz, definitely okay, uh huh, definitely number five right now. Number four, very surprising choice for me because I always hate on the Dallas Cowboys. My number five say. is Jason Witten. And son, you weren't here, but we took a shot earlier for me saying yeah, something. Yeah, he said that, some yeah. mean stuff about the Cowboys. Was and it, it was wait, not wait, very wait, nice. Wait, wait, wait. So <laughs> your number five is Archer, your number four is Witten? Jason Witten. I like Witten. Really? Witten. Interesting. Yes, yes. I, I, okay. I, give, I give credit when and credit is due. nice, shiny new head. Stop it. He's back to play for the Cowboys. Hopefully he doesn't perform well. For, oh, shit. Do I need to take a yeah. shot for that? Uh, <laughs> I think he might. <laughs> a half shot. Uh, yeah, a half uh, shot for all that. All right, I'll take a half shot for that. Number three is going to be Tony Gonzalez, uh, one of the best uh, tight ends. Ben, uh, I know you're not a big fan. You said he's not a great blocker, but he was a <laughs> Wait, great. Uh, he's not a what now? Blocker. <laughs> but, but. That's part of his job as a tight end. Well, he could catch the ball. He very could, well. Yes, he had some he very good hands. He, he was could. a very successful A failed player. NBA player. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. My number two 
Rob Gronkowski. I mean, you can't have a top Number five. You well, you have to. You can't I have, have a, him in my list. I exactly. Have my you list. cannot have a top five without Rob Gronkowski. He's not only one of the best tight ends, but one of the best people to party with. I uh, mean, just yeah, imagine. That's right. I mean, that's right. If 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 he had a podcast, it the would be our podcast exactly. <laughs> and my number one, number one, number one, the jersey dun, 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 that dun, dun, you dun, and dun, dun, Ben dun. both got me, Sonia, Brent Selleck. Oh, yes, I have. Right. I have a man crush on Brent. I, I would Selleck. say I forgot about. Him I would too. say Brent Selleck, Brent Selleck is my Patrick Mahomes favorite. Not not necessarily <laughs> the best, but my. Best tight end of all time. He did all the small things just right. The blocking, catching. I mean, you know, for a few years there, he was pretty freaking good as a tight end too. Yeah, he was. Um, But yeah, Brett Selick, my number. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, fans of the show. Well, these are our favorite players. Our favorite, not necessarily the best players of all time. Otherwise, Tony Gonzalez would have to be on my list, and he's not. But he's not. All right. So, so Fran and I have both Gronk and Witten. I'm dying to know. Okay, number five. From 1965. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from Mike Ditka's first year at tight end uh, <laughs> in the 1960s. Uh, number five, Antonio Gates. As much as I oh. hate. So you didn't have him, right? I didn't have oh, him. Oh, no. okay. As yeah. much as I hate the L.A. Chargers, you just can't argue with Antonio Gates' San ability. San Diego slash L.A. Yeah, I mean, he's just, I mean, he's an amazing tight end. He doesn't block that great, but he blocks better than. Uh, Tony Gonzalez, so I give him <laughs> the number five. Number four, someone who I don't think was on either one of your lists, uh, Shannon Sharp. Ah, oh. that's right. Oh. Yeah, I completely forgot about Shannon Sharp. I mean, Shannon Sharp was an amazing tight end. He could block, he could catch. I he just was, don't remember. No, he's, he's just a great NFL personality yeah. that you forget, like, you know, when he's on TV, that he was actually a player. a player. Yeah, and he takes chances, and what he says on television, that doesn't play into my ranking. But Much better than Jason Witten was on, tele- on oh, TV. Oh, for, for sure, sure. For sure. I mean, <laughs> I mean, and he puts up with Skip Bayless every single Whitten day, just sit which I wouldn't wish on my <laughs> worst enemy. And that's it. That's it. Just shut up. Those dimples. Uh, oh, Jason Witten. Oh, <laughs> come to vacation with jealous. us. Jealous. <laughs> You're jealous. Jealous of Jason. Well, I, yeah. Well, fair enough. I am jealous of <laughs> Jason Witten. I, I I stand corrected. I am definitely jealous of Jason Witten. Okay. Uh, number three. Number three is in fact Jason Witten. Oh. Yeah, number yeah. three. <laughs> all right. Yeah, okay. All right. We're high five. We're all like in agreement morons. that Jason Witten. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a workhorse. I mean, he's out there. He's catching balls. Oh, traffic, he's getting Yay! hit. He's catching balls across the middle. He's blocking. He's doing everything that he can possibly do to help the team win. As much as I dislike the Dallas Cowboys as a Steeler fan. and, and Do funny, you get a shot, too? Because uh, no, if I say no, no, you do a shot. You get actually. You should get a shot right now while I while I go uh, <laughs> off the rest. Sign said half shot. All right, half yeah, shot, half, half shot, shot, half shot. All right, that's three, two. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Jason Witten is is a is a quality player all around. I'm sorry he had to come back just to get away from television. <laughs> oh, uh, number two of all time, my favorite tight ends, no Rob Schlebel? Gronkowski. Oh yeah, we took the sleeve off the table for this week. <laughs> Uh, Rob, Rob Gronkowski. Okay. All right. I mean, as much as I dislike everything about the England, the New England Patriots, you cannot argue with Rob Gronkowski's talent, his skill, his willingness to do everything it takes to win. 
right, here. Uh, and yo soy fiesta. Yeah. Yo soy fiesta. Hold on, let, let Frana take his yo soy fiesta. Oh yeah, take your shot. Quick. Take your shot. So yeah, let me take a shot. Yeah. Why do you hate Don the Cowboy so much? <laughs> Why do you hate on uh, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell so much? Uh, well, I actually yeah, well. I hate less on, on Le'Veon Bell. Antonio Brown is just a straight up scumbag. But this is much easier to uh, see. Yeah. He didn't catch to me drink. on that one. See, good. He didn't catch oh, me. oh, side, side. <laughs> <laughs> He needs a, a half shot too. Yes, you do. All right. Well, let's do them together then. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> well, who's, who's your, your number, number one? one? Who's your number, number one? Number one. Number one of all time. Is the best tight end ever to play Do for the fall? Pittsburgh Steelers? Of Heath course. Miller. I called him out. It's the only way you remembered him. I mean, Heath Miller was essentially our Jason Witten. He did everything he could do to help the team win. He blocked. He caught the ball over the middle. He played in a 12 personnel. He played in 11 <laughs> personnel. He played in 13 personnel. He played in every conceivable formation. And he did it with skill and with class the whole way. Here comes the shot. Antonio Brown, you suck. <laughs> Man, he just had to throw it in there. <sighs> oh, we're spilling stuff on the yeah. table now. Do you guys have to take another one if I didn't get the picture? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, as, as you would say, I still have a little bit left in my glass here. I always leave a little bit left in there. Well, I've got you guys cheering. <laughs> all right. Uh, I think those were good, good lists. I think that was a pretty good so. list from, from all of us. I'm, but I'm surprised that Sonya did not choose Antonio Brown. Oh, not Antonio Brown, but <laughs> Antonio Gates uh, on her top five. Oh, hardy, hard, He was your number one pick overall. And in, why uh, was he my number one pick It doesn't overall. matter. Yeah, yeah, it does matter. <laughs> well, see, you were unavailable at the draft. Unavailable. It's kind of a chicken or egg kind of question, right? So you ignore the draft because you don't want to bother with it, but then you get a bad pick and you're <laughs> complaining <laughs> the draft. I'm not complaining. You guys are just reminding me. I still Hello. can't believe we set it to auto-draft and Antonio Gates was the first pick. I uh, mean, uh, what kind of auto-draft? Yahoo? Yeah. You don't know eggs. what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, come yeah. on. I mean, I think that was like 2000 and, and he, uh, it's, it's, and it's 15. That year, I think. I, it was no, no. It's been it, it's, it's been quite a few years since then. Because Sonia, you, you haven't been part no, of. No, I refuse. You know what? It ruins football for me. It does and it doesn't because you pay attention to games that you wouldn't otherwise watch. Uh, you know, for instance, if you get a player on the Browns, well, back in the day, not now. Yeah. But if you're watching the Browns and the Jets, you're like, why am I watching this game? But if you have players that are actually playing for those two teams, then you're actually watching it. Right. So, but if I have players playing against my team, well, I have a hard time. Th- okay? But so. I never choose players that are on teams in within the division. So I never choose Cowboys players. I never choose any Cowboys players. Yeah, but you don't only play your division. Well, this but is, you do play the majority of your games against teams in your division. Right. So I never choose Cowboys players. Rarely will I ever choose a New York Giants player or a Redskins player. All right. Except, yeah, and, that, and that's and that's pretty impressive cousins. since he won he won our league three years in a row <laughs> without know, picking huh? any Giants or Redskins yeah. players. Yeah, well, they've been yeah. pretty terrible for quite a few yeah. years now. Well, yeah, but they had him again. And what a prize he got every year he won. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Other bragging, than bragging rights. Bragging rights are the best rights you can get. Yeah. yeah that's the best unless best you have a, Unless you have a crew of people you can meet in person, just play a free league. But it's, it's funny. Our, our league is, is like from East Coast. I mean, some players are in Croatia. Seriously. You know, so, uh, so we have a global yeah. fantasy league. Yeah, we have the worldwide leader in fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. But they are running. Fan- I mean, fantasy. Fo- I, I'm. I am. I. I am not as big of a fan of fantasy football as some. Um, but it is fun for sure. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our TV update. I myself have not watched anything. We are sleeping at the wheel. You gave up on success. Week. I gave no. I didn't give up on success. Friday, you I'll, gave up on success. I'll, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying. That's so let's talk. Awful. Let's talk about yeah, it. The show we'll success. Talk about your future. Yes. I'll, I'll, the I'll mentor show you. success. Yes. The uh, the Croatian oh, show oh, on more. HBO okay. HBO Europe. Um, but yes, I've given up on success. No, I haven't, I haven't given up on success. I'll I'll definitely watch the rest. I've I've watched two episodes out of the six so far. Euphoria, I've definitely given up on. Um, but uh, I don't know what you and Sonya have been watching. I mean, you started watching. The We're last- still watching the Last Kingdom, and yep. we are still crazy high on it yeah we are although Which, i can't uh, remember what was it on though it's on netflix okay i'll, I'll uh, definitely have to get on essentially that essentially the last episode we watched i mean i don't want to spoil it for anyone no don't there. spoil it um, you can't because he hasn't watched but the it last yet. episode we watched there was a huge turn of events in season three is it is it good Oh, it's, it's good. It's, it's gotten it's good. It's gotten better. I look forward to it well it's, okay okay I'll it's, have it's yeah, yeah, really yeah. cool i'll I mean, have to watch that then it started out a little slow. I mean, I and season two, I oh, think, oh. started out slow. So, out of all the shows that we've watched together, which show would you say is a ten out of Game of Thrones, um, Walking Dead? Uh, what else have we watched together? Those Breaking are probably Bad. Breaking, ba- Breaking Bad, Chernobyl, Chernobyl. Bre- Better Call Saul, Better Call Saul. God, when is that coming back? Next year. Um, well, better once call, every three years. Apparently. You know where I'm at with Breaking Bad and Bear, Better Call Saul. So that those are me, those are tens. those are my tens. Those are tens. What, what, both Game tens. of Thrones is not a ten. G- uh, Game of Thrones is there. It's just not a ten. For nine point nine. Ooh, not a ten. No, I, no. I would throw it around an eight. Whoa. Chernobyl, I'd throw around a seven. Ooh. Last Kingdom, I'd throw around an eight. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Walking Dead, first three seasons, eight. Oh, it was really good yeah. early on. But yeah, yeah. But then it just. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, we it got, it got bad. It got bad. At the fifth season onward it got was, bad, has it got been bad, really bad. Like, yeah, in a hurry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It got bad in a hurry. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I would put Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, and Game of Thrones all at ten. Wow, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, because I'm not going to punish. So where's I'm last not punish Game of Thrones? Yeah, where, where, last where's last? Where's last Kingdom? Kingdom. A couple seasons. Last Kingdom's an eight for me. Uh, I put it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think it's an eight. I mean, it's gotten better. I mean, I think the acting is amazing. The storylines are amazing. Um, and it helps knowing that some parts of this was true. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, for Netflix. Yeah. I mean, and not a movie. It's it's uh, it's impressive. I yeah. mean, it's impressive. I mean, the the dialogue is really good, and mm-hmm. and that was I think what drove what drove the first six seasons of. Um, Game of Thrones Game for me Thrones. was the dialogue was so good, and then it sort of yeah. sort of trailed off the last two years, especially the last. But season. Uh, oh. yeah, I mean, Last Kingdom, highly recommend it. I mean, follow through with it though. Keep keep at it. Yeah, it gets better, and then there are moments where. Well, Ben gets impatient, so he's like. Eh. <laughs> well, I want something to happen. I mean, I want something uh, big to happen. I, every episode, you can't have something big happening. But it was. I mean, it's, I'm impressed with it. I so am you guys really, are on really season three right now. We're season uh, three, episode three. How yeah. many? How many episodes per season? I think it's about. 
eight or ten? I think, I think it's, it's about eight. So it, it's yeah. something that I I could binge watch then oh, yeah, pretty for easily. Sure. Oh, okay. absolutely. For sure. For all sure. Right, for sure. All right. For sure. Absolutely. So Netflix. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to sign on again. <laughs> I was on Netflix in the you past. You canceled it. I, well, when it was still like DVD delivery, <laughs> but I haven't really so, watched recently. So all you do like 14 is fourteen bucks or something. Yeah. Log on. But then everything's like fourteen bucks. HBO is is. You is, log on. Yeah. Download the entire season. <laughs> You've got fourteen hours on a plane. And peace out. Oh, that's a good idea. You can actually watch the entirety of probably two seasons on the yeah. plane. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's what I'll do. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, it's a really good. You show. guys, I mean, both we enjoy just it. instructed. And the yeah. lead character is really. Really Handsome. well done. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's yeah. Really, yeah. <laughs> and, and Sonya. That other thing, too. Yeah. So, and, and even though I gave up on success. I have to watch it. You should at least. I'll, I'll see the first episode. But just be all you can be, Franny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to McDonald's? Oh. <laughs> I gave up hey. on success. No. Oh, I'm out of here. All right, no. Franny. What's next up on the big board? <laughs> next up on the big. Actually, Sonya, next up on the big board, yes. we have the quiz. Yes. I have a quiz. Oh, you do? Why? You, you, because it's my turn. No, it's not. Yeah. It actually is. It's Franny, Sonia, Ben, but but I'm not going to get in the middle of this, so I'm just going to stand oh, back. Oh, you were last week. Yeah. I oh, was. good. Yeah. All right, then I, I don't have to do mine. So you have yours on your phone. Yeah. You're going to keep it there. Yeah. So I have my quiz okay. then for this week and a couple of text messages from Ben. <laughs> but let me... Open up the quiz here, guys, okay. and you have your little buzzers ready to go. Got it. Are we ready to go? We are. I'm oh. ready to go. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Who? And I'm not sure if this is a question that Ben asked last week because I, <laughs> I, I was I'm not sure shocked. if this happened seven days ago. I was, and it, it seems like more you than, haven't given more than up seven on days success. ago. <laughs> no, but Sonia, you would enjoy it. Ben, maybe not you so much. Okay. Uh, who holds the best rookie passer rating in NFL history? My boy. Ben Roethlisberger. False. Russell Wilson. Also false. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> wait, rookie. You're right, Ben. <laughs> no, you are wrong. Wait, wait. Patrick Mahomes. Nope. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Rookie... Who holds the best rookie passer rating in NFL history? And I would enjoy this. Why would I enjoy? You would enjoy it, but I'm mean, I'm just who holds that record? Matt Hasselbeck. <laughs> I'm sure you guys will never guess. So so I'm, I'm sure this question has never been asked before. Yeah. I, yeah. Ambulance. In the I thought you did, here. but maybe not. Joe Namath. Can, can, can we get like a hint? Is it current or? <laughs> it's a Dallas Cowboy. Dak Prescott. It is Dak fucking Prescott. Do, do I, oh, fuck, do I need, <laughs> you're just begging I, for it now. Friday. You don't need to take a shot. Well, no, 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 no. We'll just, we'll just put the, we'll pull the bet out. For yeah. Dak <laughs> Prescott. We'll pull out, pull out for him. Dak Prescott surprisingly has the highest passer rating as a rookie quarterback. Well, good for him. Yeah, and all that shit you talk about him. I but I did not. <laughs> in the past, I have not said anything negative about Dak Prescott. Oh, then he's only worth twenty five million dollars. Twenty five million dollars when some shlomo gets like thirty two million dollars. Did he get his contract? 
Not yet. It's Not coming, yet. though. He's, it's he's, coming. He wants $34 million. Probably won't happen. Okay, <laughs> next. Do I? I, I, I'm going to stop talking about the Cowboys right now. <laughs> Skip the next three questions. <laughs> <laughs> next question. How many games made up the 1982 NFL season after its 57-day strike? Oh. 14. Wrong. Sonia? I'm trying to do the math. <laughs> 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 but you don't know when the strike started. That's the problem. Doesn't matter. Regular season, fifty-seven days. Oh, screw it. I don't know. Uh, eight weeks. Pretty close. So you're closer. It's actually nine games were played. So nine weeks I in the nineteen 19- Super Bowl that year. I mean, you guys were both around. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, that was a low blow. Oh, it come it on. It was the I was, Raiders. I wasn't. I wasn't born yet. But anyways. <sighs> uh, <laughs> Oh, I was just about to go. I was what year? 1982. 82. Oh, God, I was in 12th grade. Yeah. What did you really? Were you oh, 82? Really? No, no. no. <laughs> I was in, uh, You're older than I thought. I was in, <laughs> I was in like <laughs> seventh Six? grade. Sixth grade, maybe? Sixth grade, seventh yeah. Grade. I just finished my master's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben is not. I got my JD. Not, I got yeah. my law degree. I was very ahead of my time. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Uh, there, 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 there you go, the fireworks. Yeah. Question number three. Who was the first professional QB to pass for 5,000 yards in a season? Ben Roethlisberger. And this is professional. So it could be NFL. It could be CFL. Oh, shit. I don't know. Russell Wilson. <laughs> no. It's not about us, another, I guess. <laughs> another, another guess, Ben? 5,000 yards. 5,000 yards. And he played in the NFL also. Oh. Doug Flutie. Nope. Steve Young. Jim Wait. Kelly. No, it is Warren Moon. Oh. Warren Moon. Warren Moon. What wow. team did he play for? He Canada. played for the Edmonton Eskimos in the CFL. He threw for exactly 5,000. What team did he play for in the NFL? Uh, he played the for the Oilers. Oh, yeah, well, I was going to say the Oilers. Yeah. Either way, yeah. But the following season, he threw for like 5,400 and some. But he was the first one in professional Oh, is that what you meant by professional? Like, yeah. Yeah. Extraordinary. I guess if you want to call the Canadian League professional. For sure. Uh, (laughs) What, question number four, what quarterback did Tampa Bay trade away for second and fourth round draft picks in 1987? (laughs) Think of the year. Jeez Louise. Think of the year, 1987. Which quarterback did they trade away for? For a for a second and a fourth round pick. Seriously, <laughs> Marino was already playing. pretty close. They're pretty close. He was already playing at that time. Yeah, came out in '84. I think it's another player. Close. He was very successful in the NFL. I don't know. Steve Young. You are right, Ben. Yes, baby. Steve Young. He played for... He, was, he didn't play. He didn't play, but he was traded away from the Tampa Buccaneers, and they haven't recovered since. No, uh, they haven't. <laughs> they have not. Well, they got that one Super Bowl with Brad Johnson. Yeah, I guess. What? Number, this is question number five. <laughs> what are the only two teams from the NFL's founding franchises that remain active? And this is pretty shocking. 
Wait, what? Huh? What are the only two teams from the NFL's founding franchises that remain active? So which two teams are still active from the time that the NFL first In broke the ground? In the 60s? From the 30s. From the 30s. Oh, yeah, the NFL was created. That's you, Actually, I think it was... In the 20s, actually. Pittsburgh Steelers? Nope. Chicago Bears. That is one of them, Sonia. Ooh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to seed the floor to you. Sonia, that is almost both of them. Huh? It is almost both teams. Thanks. Because same. they're both Chicago teams. The Chicago Bears and the Arizona Cardinals, which also yep. started in Chicago. Only oh, wow. two teams currently in the NFL. The Decanter Staley's, now the Chicago Bears, and the Chicago Cardinals. Isn't now the funny? Arizona Cardinals are founding members of the NFL That's that cool. are still playing in the modern-day NFL. The things we learn. That's cool. Yeah, Sonia was right. I love Chicago. All right. <laughs> you, know, you know the one thing I didn't have to play tonight? Huh. Hey, I'm just here so I won't get fined. Because I wasn't here. <laughs> That's, and she won't get fined. <laughs> I was in the doghouse. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Oh, God. Very interesting. Very. That was good, That was an awesome quiz. That might have been. It was best, hard, though. That might have been the best quiz we've had so far. It was hard, but when you think about the answers, it's like. I had no idea about the Steve Young thing. That, that's pretty cool. But I think I might have asked that question. Really? I think no. maybe, maybe. I don't think maybe so. Did. Maybe I don't did. think so. I would have remembered. But I, I mean, I'm a huge, huge Steve Young as a player fan. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't be? I bet you were a Doug Flutie fan. I loved, I mean, who doesn't love Doug Flutie? Yeah, I mean, okay. come on. I watched that game in Boston College on my TV, on my 14-inch or 13-inch TV. Oh, amazing. <laughs> huge 13-inch. Yeah. Well, back then it was big. I mean, That's a 13-inch TV, you were like. Size matters. <laughs> <laughs> the size of the TV matters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, we have a return of Ben's betting corner for the third week in a row. Oh, right. yeah, we're gearing up for the season, everybody, and we just want to place a couple bets every week. You know, well, we you wanna, do. Uh, so, uh, how, how have you been doing? Well, the season doesn't happen yet, so we're... So he's 100%. These are, these are, the, these are the most... These are the. This is like buying a lottery ticket on a Tuesday for a Friday. Have drawing. you gotten any feedback on on your suggested? Not yet. Not okay. yet. We don't. Yeah. Sonia's saying uh, you're, you might be a complete failure. No, I was just or, curious. Sonia's saying that your betting corner sucks and no. uh, you have no, no feedback. You, no, no. I was just wondering if you've gotten any feedback. I will ask for some specific feedback, and yes. I will give it to you so that you can clearly. Uh, <laughs> Agree with the insulting oh, feedback that I received. God. But we're gearing up for the season, so it's time to place your season bets. I have a very interesting bet, number one, which I think is going to cash. Uh-oh. What is it? The Carolina Panthers. Oh, gosh. To win the NFC South. Uh, that's Plus a tough one. Five fifty. Uh, Five and a half times your money, the Patriot or the Patriots, the Saints. <laughs> I predict will be on the downswing next year with Drew Brees aging. You're a hater. Perhaps the first eight or nine games of the year, nope. the, nope. the Saints uh, will be very yeah, good. No. Nope. Now, this is not something that I believe will happen, but it's something that I believe 
has a strong possibility <laughs> of happening that if you were to put down a unit on this, you will get five and a half times your money back. What? I think that if Cam Newton plays well, they've got a strong team in Man, Carolina. He's going to get hurt. They've got an amazing running game. They've got a great defense. They've got strong offensive players. If they are able to put it together, they can win that division. I don't think it's that far-fetched that the Panthers win the NFC South. Tampa Bay will finish ahead of the Panthers. Are you I don't even know what the I don't even know what the <laughs> well, odds are on. on that. What did our board say? Tampa Bay? <laughs> yeah, our board doesn't say that. But I'm just I'm, I'm just throwing this out there. I'm just throwing this out there. Tampa Bay? I no, okay, maybe not. But I think Tampa Bay. I think the Saints and the Falcons are better teams. And they'll finish ahead oh, of the, the Falcons. They're done. Oh, they're cooked. Oh, they're cooked. No, they're not. Cooked. The Saints are. They're better. Saints are better. All right, we'll see. All right, I only have one more bet. What? Ronnie will not like this one at all. But. What? Whoa. <laughs> it's 10 times your money. It's 10 <laughs> times your money. I, I don't think that it will happen, but I think it's a value bet. The Dallas Cowboys to win the NFC Conference. False. And be the representative. <laughs> the conference? Yeah. To be the False. representative for the NFC False. in the Super Bowl. Negative. They got Get through to the, the second air. round last year. No. They have another year. You just want me to take a shot, don't you? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. Well, maybe. Do you but believe? Do you believe in the bullshit that's coming out of your mouth I right do, now? I do. Oh, I do. I don't believe do it. I but for 10 times my money, I think with Amari Cooper coming back again. Is he? With the don't defense, they need to sign him? Yeah. Well they, well, he, well, they haven't signed him yet, but he has to play. or Yeah, out. it wasn't part that's of the true. news. So, that's so true. the defense is coming back at full strength with Lawrence. Prescott has another year under his belt, a quarterback that you seem to like quite a bit. He's good. They've got a decent wide receiver. Not 34 good. They've got yeah. one of the best running backs in the league. There is a chance that they could win the NFC. Their competition is the Rams, the Saints, the Falcons. The I mean, that's Eagles. about it. The Eagles. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. The Eagles. The Seahawks. Who no. I picked like two weeks ago. The Seahawks. But for 10 times your money. No. The Cowboys did you, could win. Did you the mention NFC. the Saints? The Saints also. You, you mentioned those, right? Okay. It's just ten. I, I mean, I'm not saying these are things are going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, but for ten times your money, could the Cowboys go to the Super Bowl? If you, year? if 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 to the Super Bowl, the Rams went this year. And I'm not, I'm not shocked at all. The Rams had a good team this year. The Cowboys have a pretty good team. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I. Would not take that bet. He would not take it. But are you going to say something really terrible about the Cowboys? That is the question. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think they're good enough to make it to the Super Bowl. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not saying that just because I'm an Eagles fan because I'm biased. I just don't think that they have a team in place right now that's better than the Saints or even the Eagles or even the Seahawks. Or what even the Falcons. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah, it looks like you're about to press I know. it. No, no, I, I just think for 10 times your money, I mean, I think there's a chance that the Cowboys could win the NFC next year. Well, we'll see. Uh, do you believe it, though, Ben? 
No. Would, would I don't you, think they would will. You place, would you take would this bet? You place, yeah, yeah. I place every bet I, I every bet I recommend until the season when there are literally 16 games to recommend or 15 games to recommend. Are we going to make our mortgage this season? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. These bets won't cash for another, you know, whatever it is, eight months, six months. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're... False. They're going to be a good team, but they won't make it to the Super Bowl. Second round of the playoffs this year? They might not even make the playoffs this year. Ooh, oh, come on now. The Cowboys are going to, I mean, they got nothing but scrubs in that division except for the Eagles. Washington and New York. Come on now. Okay. All right, Franny. What's next up on the big board? <laughs> next up on the big board, Ben, is our last segment. It is the housekeeping, Ben. Oh, it's our housekeeping segment. We are sad, 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 sad to end this podcast. Uh, we are humbled, and we love all of you that listen to our show. We truly, truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, please recommend to all of your friends, relatives, anyone you know, go to our website, thirstinggold.buzzsprout.com, thirstinggold.buzzsprout.com. You can follow us on any podcatcher. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, or just about any podcatcher out there. Please leave us a review. Five stars if you like. Three stars if you hate us. Uh, if you'd like to <laughs> leave feedback or ask a question to be answered on the show, please email us at podcastthirstinggoal at gmail.com. Again, that's podcastthirstinggoal at gmail.com. Or you can call us at 818-350-2680. Again, that's 818-350-2680. And leave us a voicemail or a question. Please be warned, we may play your message on the show. You can also follow us on Instagram, at Thirstand. Again, at Thirstand. And on Twitter, at GoalThirst. Thank you all so much for listening to our show. Thank you very much. Sonia? Thank Sonia's you. Sonia's already got her <laughs> <Yeah>. mic off. <laughs> all right, we'll see you next week, everybody. Everybody.